Buckle up everyone and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where three rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. Well, I'm the chameleon. I don't know. Is Shane, Shane not paying attention? Do you want to be part of it, mate? He's looking up. We've had a pandemic and the bloke doesn't know how to unmute himself. I was on mute. I've been on Zoom 24-7, people, and I forgot to unmute. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Well, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. Despite the off-season, despite the fact that everyone's forgotten what all the buttons do, it is Carpool Rugby League. Um, it's the off-season. Fellas, um, we're getting close to Christmas, but there's still plenty to talk about. It's great to have everyone on board, and um, it's really good to be putting out content this time of year. It's fantastic. I, I'm oh, you sorry, found the unmute was, button, did you, mate? I was on mute. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was so excited. I was ready to be... You know, I was just... I, I actually, you know... I said, and I'm Shane. I'm excited. It was. I was like, be Kev. But um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of stuff happening. Ninety percent fantastic for rugby league. Ten percent you'd rather not talk about. Um, but well, but for the won't. stuff for rugby league, it's it's just amazing that we are at the point where we know there's clubs right now training, um, getting ready for the 2022 season and. And, and doesn't that make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and everywhere else that there is <laughs> the 2022 season is, is upon us. And um, talking about seasons, top of the season to everyone who's listening. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's just amazing how the dynamic of rugby league and, and the dynamic of teams. I, I, I actually sat down the other day and started going through some computations of of, of, of possible teams and who they'd feel and really um and, and you know the team we we team we followed the, the panthers um as well um there, there's some up in the air positions where you go you know what, what what was probably last year set in stone is now quite different and for certain clubs um you know like if you're a fantasy rugby league player just just pick the dogs roster because that's more or less what they've done um, and yeah, it's it's just an interesting time um, where the off season was a downer. It's really become this 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 positional shift of players and whatnot. And whilst I I, I don't say I love it, it gives you something to read about. No, there's plenty to talk about, isn't there, Griffo? Yeah, yeah. I just want to pick up on something Shane or said talking about the hairs on the back of his neck. Well. I actually shaved mine this afternoon, but uh, oh, sorry, this morning, because I had to go to work today. I haven't had to do that too much lately. But um, what I did uh, want to talk about, hairs on the back of the neck stuff, um, was just after we did our last podcast, uh, I had the great pleasure of attending the, uh, the premiership celebration for the Panthers. Um, it was probably nearly a month ago now. Um, and uh, as I said to you today, I said, 
it really uh, it really brought home the fact that uh, we'd won the premiership and um, looking at the footage on the big screen and then the players coming in and celebrating um, that really made me feel got those hairs on the back of the neck standing up uh, as it did when I saw Scott Sattler tackle uh, uh, Todd Byrne in 2003 at the game um, as it did when Big MG took the ball from uh, Scotty Gale's dropout and gave it to Royce to score a try. Um, that it was, uh, I just got to the ground and saw up on the screen Stevie Crichton stick a hand out, uh, the hand of Crichton, um, and that uh, that was a, that was the 2021 hairs on the back of the neck for a Penrith fan um, when he stole that ball out of the air from, uh, from the pass from young Chloe uh, Walker. I'm sorry if it's really noisy here, but we've got a bit of a Mate, storm. I was going to say, storm. you on Mount Everest? That's what it sounds no, it's, like. <laughs> it's coming out loud and proud on top of my roof at the moment. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a, a stand-up with the hairs on the back of the, uh, the neck for me. Um, and, uh, yeah. It, it really drove home the fact that Penrith did win the cup. Because yeah. after the game, the first, when, when it happened, all I felt was relief. Absolute relief. I'm mean, happiness, but just relief. But uh, it, was, it was that moment that, wow, we've, we've won it um, for the third time. Yeah. You make a good point there, Griffo, because for a lot of fans, um, and you know, I've said this along the way, even um, South Sydney fans have said, um, you know, it's, it's hard to lose a grand final, but a lot of South Sydney fans are taking a lot better than people thought. Because realistically, this 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 was the Panthers' uh, season. They had that great season last year. They were building to a premiership. Um, it was it was it was theirs for the taking. And as you said, it was more so relief that they got the job done. And it's really great to see that they could have those celebrations. Uh, the the scenes in Penrith were were outstanding. And look. If you, if you know Griffo and uh, how many hairs he has on his head and his neck, for them to stand up, that's a pretty bloody good effort. So um, well, I think there's more on the neck than there is on the head. But Yeah, yeah <laughs> and we'll, we'll leave it there because we don't want to go uh, any further down to find out nope. where the rest of the hair is. Um, nope. and, and as you said, we're going to talk no about the positives. There's no... Um, look, there's no need to talk about what your favourite breed of bird is, Shane. Um, look, whether it's a budgie or a finch, it doesn't matter. We're going to talk about the positives today, even though there's a lot going Cock- on in... Cockatiel. I don't think it can be a finch anymore. No, it might be a cockatiel, is it, Shane? Cockatiel? I like cockatiels. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, princess nice parrot, budgies, zebra finches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but, what are you talking about? Look, what we're going to talk about today is... Um, is what's going on in rugby league. And whilst there's no football happening on the field, there's plenty happening off the field. And really, we call this the silly season. There have been so many player movements. There have been so many signings. And even since we had our last special edition, so much is happening in rugby league. So we thought we'd touch base with everyone this evening and um, just give everyone a, an update on what's going on in regards to who's signing where, who's going to be playing where. And just get a gauge of what the squads are going to be looking like in 2022. So uh, the format for this evening, gentlemen, uh, I'm going to go through each club. I'm going to give you some of the gains, the losses. And we're really going to give just a simple thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. 
And uh, maybe at the end we might give an overall winners and losers uh, situation to see uh, who we think might have done well with their cash uh, in the silly season buying players. So uh, look, the easiest way to go through this, I'm just going to go through. Um, we'll just we'll just go through kind of alphabetical order. And um, the first team I want to talk about is the Brisbane Broncos. Now we've talked a lot in the season leading up about the Brisbane Broncos and their gains, especially considering our allegiances, fellas. Um, basically, the two biggest gains for me for the Brisbane Broncos would have to be Adam Reynolds from the Rabbitohs uh, and then Kurt Capewell, who I think is an absolute gem of a signing for the Storm. They're also adding Brenko... Uh, sorry, from the Panthers, I should say. Uh, Brenko Lees from the Storm. Uh, there's a few other players in there. Uh, Pereira from the Dragons, uh, Billy Walters from the Tigers... They're all joining the Broncos. Can I add, I think Billy Waters is massive. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about him a couple of years ago. I think Griffo is, uh, is being a real star of the future and someone to look out for. Um, but, you know, he's a good gain. I'll go through the losses in a moment. But, you know, with the Reynolds, Capewell, Lee, uh, Jensen, uh, Pereira, Ryan James from the Raiders, Billy Walters from the Tigers, it looks as though the Broncos really set out to try and uh, add to their stocks. Oh, yeah. Um, um, when we look at the Broncos, I think the Broncos are at a point where the last two years cannot happen again for the next 10. But they're, they're looking at their brand. They're looking at another club coming, to, coming into fruition mm. um, in 2023. They've, they've, got to, they've got to be a force next year, but maybe not maybe top eight. But what I'm saying is they've got to be a force and then they've got to show that they're the big brother in Queensland. Uh, in Brisbane, sorry. So um, I think their signings are smart. I, Adam Reynolds is a massive acquisition. His kicking game, what he can add, four nine out of ten types is six. Um, what he will add, it's longevity with him. Um, I can't remember the last season where he played every game. And that's that's probably something in the back of some of the Queen, uh, some of the Brisbane players' minds. I look at their, I look, I look. I, Kate Wells a massive signing as well. Yeah, signing from the they've they're on look games aren't won on paper. And how many times do we have to say that? But when you look at that side, if if they finish the bottom four, there's there's bigger issues than players. And we've said that that could be. We've hinted that that could be the situation. I think next year just might be the litmus test for that. And and, and as Shano said, Griffo, um, with the signing of some of these players, they're they're playing for more than wins on the park. They're actually vying for fans. They're really looking to have a successful season prior to the Dolphins coming in to establish those fans that may be on the fence in the um, southeast Queensland region. Yeah, look, I I, I like the look of this uh, this. Oh, we've just lost Griffin Two, there. I think. Uh, He's back. He's back. We got him. Um, oh, and again. Okay, thanks. Sorry, it's a little frustrating that, uh, that it's telling me my internet connection is unstable. Well, good. I thought I already knew that. But anyway, <laughs> um, my apologies. Um, it is, it is uh, yeah. anyway, if, if, if I need to, I'll go to another location closer to the router, I believe it's called. Anyway. Um, Broncos, 
I think they look good for, for 2022 in terms of their roster. Not only have they got those two key signings of Cape Well and Adam Reynolds, and Reynolds is exactly what they needed, an organising leader. Um, Cape Well will lead the forwards. You saw he was outstanding for Penrith in the final series. Um, Reynolds, we know, is quality. He's going to kick them into good positions and just lead them around the park. They've got a lot of quality young players who were signed up to long-term contracts, the likes of Patrick Carrigan, Selwyn Cobo, Flegler, Payne Haas, uh, Kobe Hetherington, um, Pia Cora, Ricky Robati, Katoni Staggs has signed up. This club, mm. uh, I won't bore the listeners who listen to the last show. They've got a dud draw next year. That's the only thing that's going to keep them out to the eight. Um, they've got a top eight roster, but they're playing all the tough teams twice. So it's going to be tough for them, but um, they, they've got the roster there, not just for next year, but into the the year after and the year after that. So um, well done to the Broncos management. It's really up to now Kevin Walters. There's no excuses. Um, they've got to get the job done. And they've got to be good enough, even with a tough draw, they've got to be good enough to overcome that and make the eight. Um, anything less than that is, is going to be, uh, unfortunately, not good enough for the Brisbane power brokers, the Brisbane fans. And you'd think uh, Kevin Walters would be out the door if, if they can't do it. No, I'm not talking top four. I'm talking top eight. They have yep. to make it. Yeah, and, and I think you're right there, Griffo. He'd be under a bit of pressure. Um, it'd be remiss of me before we move on not to mention some of the players who are leaving the, the Broncos. Uh, some people may not be aware that um, Coates, uh, Pengai Jr., Croft, um, look, Milford, we're unsure of the status of that. We'll leave it there. Um, Glenn's retired. Asiata was released. Bullimore's gone. Um, even Danny Levi's gone to Huddersfield. T.O. was released. You know, Carmichael Hunt had a short stint there. He's no longer with the club. And Jesse Arthur's. Uh, just, just very quickly, is it is it pretty much a case of shed some dead wood to free up some money to bring some new life into the club? I believe so. Yeah. Um, I look at that list. I see Xavier Coates as a player you'd want to, to keep. He'll be amazing at the Storm. Storm, mate. Far yeah. out. Um, Ethan not like Bullimore. they're short of superstars. Well, I mean, it's, it's for, for the Storm, it's Coates and your adult car. Adult car. Yeah, it's a swap. Business as usual. Yep. Um, I like Bullimore as a player. We know Panga Jr. He left before the end of the year and he actually played quite well for the Panthers, but um, they couldn't get the best out of him and he was on big cash. So, um, look, I don't think there's too many players there that the Broncos were going to miss. Yeah. Colts, um, and I think Bullimore's good as exceptions to that. Yeah. Look, moving on, we've got the Canberra Raiders. Um, not as many players turning over for the Raiders. Um, but we could add one to the list just as of today when we record. Uh, Nick Kotrick has been um, released by the Bulldogs to go back to the Canberra Raiders. Uh, he'll be joining Adam Elliott, who's also coming from the Dogs. Um, and Jamal Fogarty is the other player of note that is joining the Raiders. 
in regards to the players who are leaving the club, George Williams, Ryan James, um, Havili, uh, Simonson, Soliola, Louis, Curtis Scott, uh, Caleb Atkins also on that list uh, of players that are turning over. And you've probably heard some uh, rumours in the media that are now official about Josh, Ho- Josh Hodgson's future. Uh, he'll be leaving the club to go to the Eels, but please keep in mind that's not happening till 2023. Uh, I think the big story here, Shano, for the Raiders is the fact that um, Kotrick's coming back to the club. And I know we're not talking about the Bulldogs yet. We'll talk about them next. No, but I no. think it gives us a bit of an insight as to what's happening at the Bulldogs what? and some of the pressures of salary cap when you're trying to get some big players. Mate, they've, they've, oh, the dogs are just playing Monopoly and trying to buy every property on the bloody board. Um, <clears throat> when I look, yeah, look, I think Kotrick's a good... No, if, if the comeback's a good thing. Um <sighs> The Raiders, the Raiders are a riddle wrapped up in a rhyme, really, aren't they? They're just, you know, three or four years ago, you you were you were expecting them to, you were expecting them to almost win a premiership at some stage, you know, to, to get to the point where they're back in the grand final, doing something, whether it's player management issues or whatnot. Um, certain players have left. I think. I think they're going to be where they are. I don't. I think they're going to. I don't think they're going to advance much or progress any. I think. I think they're pretty much going to stick to where they are. Look, you know, um, Kotrick backs a big thing for them. Um, he's going to add. He's going to add some fuel to the fire, and probably, if you're having this conversation saying Kotrick's not part of the team, you are. You, you you know there's there's some skill there that's not that's not a part of their team. So yeah, I've, I I look at Canberra. I think that when I weigh up pros and cons, I, I I can't see them falling behind where they were at this year. But likewise, I can't see them advancing much. But they look, they Kotrick's massive. To get Kotrick back is is a thumbs up for them. Well, they probably had a disappointing year this year, Griffo. A lot of us were expecting more from the Raiders. Uh, at the end of the season, they ended up in 10th position. And a lot of people are arguing that they're losing more than what they're gaining for next year. Um, look, uh, um, my thought process is just, sorry, I, I forgot about the Broncos. I'm giving a thumbs up to the Broncos. Thumbs the up. Way. Yeah, sorry, guys. I should just have Just to asked. rewind, yep. Yeah, Come I think... Raiders, I think no, I think it's, thumbs it's up right. for the Broncos was a was a given, and I apologise for not asking. The Raiders, um, I, I haven't got the thumb. It's it's just sticking uh, where it, where yeah. it is. It's neither thumbs up or down. Yes, yeah, I don't see yeah. you know so, some useful ins, um, but not you know, not season changing. I mean, Kotrick's a winger. He's a good player, but and you know they're yeah Fogarty yeah Fogarty or I think you know he could be an asset. I just don't see them changing too much to be honest. I I, I can't see him really making the eight. Yeah, they're a bit of a thumbs in the middle. I think would we agree, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Now the team that everyone's been talking about in the off season uh, when we talk about signings. Uh, we think the Canterbury Bulldogs. And keep in mind, some of these players I'm about to mention, um, 
they've been signed for a few years. I mean, the notable one, Josh Adokar, um, he's signed through to the end of the 2025 season. Um, I, one of the best signings, I think, Matt Burton. He was phenomenal last year. He's coming from the Panthers, as to his Brett Naden. Uh, Dufty from the Dragons, Vaughn from the Dragons. So, um, yeah, no no question who's uh, hosting the barbecues in Bankstown. Uh, Tavita Pengai Jr., um, he's from the Panthers. I'm going to say slash Broncos because realistically uh, he spent a lot of time there. Um, Braden Burns coming over from the Rabbitohs. Uh, he, he was a player that's played a fair bit of first grade. And another one from the Rabbitohs to keep an eye on who's a backup hooker who there were a lot of positive things coming out of Redfern about was Josh Cook. So, um, look, there's there's a lot of signings there for the uh, the Canterbury side. In regards to the losses, um, look, their, their, their list of losses, if we had a three-hour podcast, which we do most weeks, I'd be able to uh, list them. But just some of the key ones, we talked about Kotrick, there's Meany, uh, Atoni, Hopawadi, Elliot, Lewis, uh, Napa, Katoa, Britt, um, but yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. There's there's quite a few players that they've actually released. So you, you'll hear, you know, people around the water cooler talk about salary cap. They have released a lot of players, Griffo, but, um, gee, they've really thrown the checkbook out to, uh, to try and put together a competitive team, given the fact that they've been very disappointing and the only way is up for them, really, given that they were, uh, at the bottom of the table at the end of this season. Yeah, that's quite true. Um, look, you, the Bulldogs squad of, of 2021, there's not too many guys on that list you think, gee, you know, I, I'd like him at my club. Um, yeah, a lot of them get were getting paid big money. They're the same salary cap as the other teams. But, um, you know, they'd obviously... Uh, gone overs with a lot of the players there. You know, probably someone that comes to mind that will be um, DWZ, who they offloaded to the Warriors before the end of the season, and they're paying a lot of his cash at the Warriors. The guy's on something like eight hundred grand, unbelievable. But uh, I think you know, Dylan Knapp is another one that um, was on you know good money. Um, and uh, releasing some some cap pressure, they signed Kotrick. He was their big off-season signing for last year at Wayovers, um, and they've you know they've all of a sudden there's there's a huge amount of money available to them because they were under cap pressure. Um, I don't think there's any doubt. It's it's a big thumbs up for the Bulldogs in terms yeah. of um, gains v losses. Uh, for mine, you know, uh, Matt Burton, he's the he's the number one signing. Um, Does he play 5'8 over there? Oh, of course, he will, no doubt. That's what I bought him for. At the time of the signing, you know, he couldn't get a go at the Panthers because, you know, Lua was in six and, and the team was, was going well. Um, and then just after the signing, you know, an opportunity arose in the centres now. Um, he, he ended up being a Dallium Center of the Year, you know, one of the two Dallium Centers of the Year. There's an argument that maybe that's his best position. Um, but what he didn't get to do as a center was 
was Shaw's kicking game. And I think he's got the best long kicking game in the competition. Um, he's got a massive boot. Uh, uh, and the Bulldogs is he's going to be under a lot more pressure. He's the main man there. Whereas at the Panthers, you know, he, he wasn't even in the spot. But showed the his, his running game was phenomenal. Um, he's got a great running game. He's got a great kicking game. He's got a good passing game. He's got it all. Um, so how well Matt Burton goes in 2022 will determine how well Bulldogs go. Mm. Um, Adol Carr, we know, is, is a, a superstar of the game. But as good as he is on the wing, he's got to get quality ball. And that's the question. He's going to get the quality ball. It's a big question mark about the number seven at the Bulldogs. We know the six. Um, it looks obviously like, you know, they bought Dufty to be one. Um, Avarillo? Well, he's a possibility. They've still got Flanagan on the books. They do. So, um, I think a guy that might go well for him is, is Braden Burns. Um, injury yep. sort of. Oh, we just lost you there, Griffo. Sorry, mate. Well, we're talking about injury. We might just, and I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. We might yeah. just say to you, Shane, just to get your sure. thoughts. Oh, on look, the I can't add. I can't anything more than Griff. Very comprehensive. Mm. Um, I, I look. Yeah, thumbs up for who they bought. Thumbs down for responsible purchasing of players. They're, they're then, look, I can't see how how in three years' time. Like it's proof. They've, you know, they bought Kotrick and had to get rid of him. Like, okay, thumbs up for who they've got. I fully agree. And you know what? Yeah. They're they're a club that's almost banking on some short term success. Um, because I think that long term, I can't see any of this being sustainable. Correct me if I'm wrong, but geez. well, there's only a couple of players that are signed beyond 2023, and we, we know that Adokar is one of them. Uh, Pengai Jr. is another, and uh, one we didn't mention because it's, um, yeah, I mean, Kikau is going to be there. um, Yeah, he's there 2023. 2023, and he'll be there for four years from what we're hearing. And that's the thing. Like, I'm looking at all this. Reed Marnie. I don't don't know if you can hear. Yeah, Reed Marnie is another bloke. That is a massive signing. Thumbs Thumbs down for... Para on that one, but that's for next year. And yeah, so so just to give an idea for the fans, obviously we're looking at kick out Marnie the year after. They're they're really by by the looks of things putting a lot of eggs in a in a few baskets. They're signing some big name players for big money. All I hope for Bulldogs fans is that there's some really good young superstars coming through that can uh, play above their um, their asking price, so to speak, because uh, it would be a shame to to have all that talent and uh, not have all of the uh, positions filled, so to speak. But um, look, when you look at their forward pack, with, with the, the likes of Thompson, Bourne, Penguin Jr., Jackson, Fatala Mariner, there's some experience there, but um, you know, hopefully for them uh, we see the quality come through because... Um, not sure whether that they've got it all over the park, but uh, definitely a thumbs up. Definitely moving in the right direction. 
Yep. Um, another team who's got some pretty impressive signings and some players coming over to the club next year are the Can. Ah, sorry, are the Cronulla Sharks. We talked about Canberra. The Cronulla Sharks. Um, big signings for them. Uh, Cameron McInnes, who was one we knew about a long time ago, and given his injury at the Dragons, um, sort of went under the radar a bit. But uh, Cameron McInnes will be at the Sharks. Nico Hines, massive signing for them from the Storm. Another great player from the Storm is Dalfinukan. Uh, Matt. Matt Ikevalu, who we know had uh, some really good games for the Roosters. Uh, all quality players from top um, clubs there for Nukan Hines and Ikevalu coming over to the Sharks. Um, in regards to their losses, players that uh, have obviously left the club, uh, Woods, uh, Josh Dugan, uh, Johnson, Townsend, Chambers, they're the main ones, oh, and then A. McDonald uh, is another name you may know of. But really, um, the real big players, I think, coming in here, Shana, with um, McInnes, Hines, Finucane, you got you got some top-name players there that uh, are <coughs> household names in rugby league. Yeah, yeah, and, and the thing is they've bought responsibly. They've seen what they needed. They looked at, they looked at the... They looked at the deficiencies, I think, in this year's side and thought, well, well who's who's a handful of players? And, and, and the other thing is, you know, what they've got coming through and people that they're looking to shore up, young people, um, they're looking okay. Um, they're another club I think has got the sideways thumb. I wouldn't uh, – look, the three, those three signings are massive. They're, they're huge. They're thumbs up. Yeah. Um, whether they're going to make a massive impact, like – I think I, I think for Nukin's going to teach the Ford something that, that they've missed for the last six years, and I think that that's important. I think Dale for Nukin's there for no other reason than you've got to show the Fords how to do this. Cameron McGuinness, he's he's a fantastic player. Nico Hines is going to be interesting. I'm not too sure what they're going to do with him. Um, I think it's watch this space. He's a very talented young footballer. I just hope they stick with what they want him to do. You know, you don't want him to, you know, that you don't want to play the, the, the trump card and chuck him in the halves. And by yeah, round six, I think that's where he's going to end up. Of course, it's where he's going to end up. Yeah, with Candy and by round, fullback. And by round six, something, you know, by round six, something's not working. And all of a sudden, oh, we've got to change it. I think. For me, the Sharks are a work in progress and these players they've signed are very much a movement forward towards this. But I, I, I like what they've done. I, I, think, I, think it's, I think it's good. I think it's one of those funny things, Griffo, with the, um, with the Sharks where you've got uh, big-name players coming on board, Nico Hines making his name at fullback and Kevin McInnes at hooker. I actually have a feeling that both of these players are going to play in different positions with not, uh, with Hines in the uh, the seven. And um, with Blake, Blake Braley in the side, McInnes could find himself at lock. I fully expect that McInnes... Can you hear me, by the way? So yes, can we can, Griffo. I can't uh, see you. I thought you might might be gone, but... Uh, we no, can no, no, you. I'm here. I'm just, I've gone to a new location because I was having all sorts of trouble. I might have to try and get even closer if I fall out again. You, I know you can't see me as long as you can hear me. We can um, hear. It's a podcast, okay. so we're good. 
Um, look, I, I actually give the uh, a very positive uh, thumbs up to to the Sharks and what they've done in recruitment. Um, I know they they actually signed McInnes, you know, last year, uh, and then he, he unfortunately missed the whole season due to injury for the Dragons. But he'll play lock. Um, young Braley is a high quality rake uh, number nine. He, he's he's going to be there, and he re-signed to a long term deal. So McInnes will be locked. The question is over Nico Hines. Um, I think he will play in the halves. Yeah. Uh, you've got Matt Moylan. You've got young uh, Trindle, who, who actually finished really well last season. I think Braden Trindle. Um, you've got the, the young Luke Metcalf, who's a, a budding superstar. Um. Is, Met, so is Metcalf he, coming off to the Warriors in 23? Yeah, that's right. So he's he's one of those players too. He's going to the Warriors. So uh, he's just there for the year. Yeah, but we yeah. saw, and he's had big raps on him for a couple of years. He was at Manly as well. I think originally he's a country boy. Um, came down to the Sharks, went to Manly, back to the Sharks. And we saw glimpses of his talent uh, at the end of the year um he was highly sought after but the sharks do have him on board for this year so it's going to what it does create is um a lot of competition for places in the team now that's in a lot of ways a good thing that no one can rest on their laurels but it also may maybe it's not going to be quite as stable um as it might otherwise be um, the big loss was Sean Johnson. Um, he was going really well until injury uh, again hampered uh, his year. Um, and he was quite dominant. Um, I thought he was really good, but uh, they've got plenty of replacements. It's up to, I guess, the preseason to, to determine who wears uh, the various numbers. Um, Hines has to be there. He's a big off-season recruit. Um, but it'll be interesting. Um, one player who I don't think is going to be losing his spot is young Will Kennedy at fullback. Nah, he's um, been great. So I don't see Hines playing fullback unless there's an injury to Kennedy. Um, and, uh, you know, we don't like to see players get injured. So um, I think Hines probably uh, six or seven. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I, like, I'd imagine Kennedy at fullback with... I, I think the Cronulla team, I'm looking at their squad, and I just about think it picks itself, and that says a lot of things about the Sharks. Like, I think they've got... Kennedy's going to play fullback. Katoa and uh, Ronaldo on the wings. Ramian, I think Connor Tracy was good last year. They'll probably be the centres. Moylan and Hines. And also, too, Fanukam, we know, has played a lot of lock, and these days, the lock <coughs> is just a middle forward, so to speak. So... I'd Can imagine give... Fanukin and Rudolph starting in the a prop with Graham, Nakora, back row, and yep. McInnes. It's a it's a strong team, I think. Can, can I add something there, Graham? Yeah. I think that the you know, you talk about the Nico Hines Fanukin signing. It's the culture they're gonna bring across, which is the massive thumbs up as well. Yeah, they're gonna attract the players. They're, no, they, no, they're gonna bring the ideas of a system. 
Oh, from that the is storm. the that is the storm. Yeah. Can I just say this, boys? And I'd like to get your thoughts. I think that they need, and I, I reckon if you watch this space, I think that the Sharks will have maybe three or four cover signings before kickoff. I just think that they need a couple of cover signings, you know, some juniors from another club, positional covers, because they just look like, you say it picks itself. Yeah. The, the danger I see in that shark side is, there's, is if there's an injury, yeah. they're very skinny in certain spots. Yeah. yeah, fair call. Fair call. And look, moving on to the, to the uh, Gold Coast Titans as the next team. Uh, we know there's been a lot of expectation about them over the last uh, few years. Uh, their gains, there's n- look, there's probably a couple of players that you guys would probably know. Uh, Will Smith and Isaac Liu are probably the main ones. Um, they've lost a few players. We talked about Fogarty, Ash Taylor going to the Warriors, Mitch Rain being released, Anthony Don, he's uh, he's finished up. Peachy's off to the Tigers. Uh, Whitbread's left. Um, so there's a few players leaving here. Um, is it one of those situations where, you know, Griffo, we've got the Gold Coast Titans. Are we waiting for their signings from last season to kick in for us? That's a good point, Graham. Um, they had two major signings, um, two of the best young forwards in the game, in Big Tino, Fasua Malaawi and David Fafita. Fafita had a highlights reel to match anyone in the league. Um, but it was just highlights reel. And then there was a lot of um, not so good. Um, Big Tino was much more consistent. Um, in terms of this year's signings v losses, I think it. Uh, there's no real signings there that excite me. Um, Paul Turner from the Warriors is quite a, uh, a handy player. He did make his debut, I think, against the Panthers. Might have been the year before last. And looked a talent. I think injury stood in his uh, 2021 uh, season. But Isaac Liu is, is, is the sort of player probably is going to be quite good for the Gold Coast in that you know what you're going to get out of him. He's going to work hard um, and give you 100%. So I, th- I think he's probably a really good signing. Booth is a, a hooker, basically, from the Storm. Pretty handy. Will Smith can cover a lot of positions. So um, I, I don't think they've lost too much. I think Fogarty is probably their biggest loss. Ash Taylor gone to the Warriors at his best Ash Taylor's very good but again that's not necessarily uh, something you see week in week out likewise Tyrone Peachy so I've got neither thumb up or thumb down it's it's thumb neutral uh, as I see the Gold Coast but I think they make the eight because they've got a nice easy draw yep yep so we've got thumbs in the middle we reckon guys yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't argue with Griff there. That was very comprehensive and agree with anything. Yeah, and the the, the next thing we're going to talk about is the Manly Seagulls. Um, for a lot of people, they were the surprise packet of last season, given that uh, they exceeded a lot of expectations. Not um, yours, not mine. No, I had them there, and everyone thought I was mad. But uh, you're rubbish, you. 
It was um, <laughs> it was a punt. But uh, really, the only real game from my understanding is Ethan Bullimore from the Broncos. Um, mm-hmm. In regards to losses for them, Sirinan, Suli, Funa, Gajeski, uh, Kate Cust, and Zach Sadler are the people I have on my list. So uh, this could be an impact of the fact that they've got um, some of the big name players, uh, notably both Trebojevic has signed to the end of 2026. Um, Schuster, Paseka, um, Kepi, there's a few players there that are signed for for multiple seasons. Um, a bit of an interesting one, Shano. I, I think what this basically says from Manly is they're putting... A lot of faith in the current squad that was able. Why to wouldn't get... you look? Yeah, look, look. I think I think Desi's learned his uh, lesson from the dogs where he was there. He's got a good squad. He doesn't have to do a lot. He's just got to top up what he needs in the juniors. They've got some good young players coming through to the ranks. Um, that they've shored up. You know, they don't they don't count as signings. They're just they're just sort of re-signed. So that they've shored up a lot of good young stock as well. Um, I think if we had the podcast last year and the year last year, we would have been talking about they've they've re-signed who they needed to re-sign. They've looked at their they've looked at their books. They've looked at their long-term goals. You know, people like Draboyevich brothers are staying. Um, Ruben Garrick. Um, they're They've got some great young talent coming through too that they've shored up. I think that's the more important thing for Manly. Um, I give them the thumbs up, not not necessarily because of who they've signed from other clubs, but because they've shored up the talent they've got in the club, plus some young talent coming through. Yeah. Uh, they're they're top eight at least next year. Oh yeah, they're they're, they're a long term prospect, and it shows that you don't have to buy a whole heap of players in no, one season. No, no. And if the betting look according to the betting agencies, um, they're the fourth best team next year behind Storm Panthers and Roosters. Yeah, look, I think Shane's made a great point um, in what he was saying about shoring up the the youngsters. As you just look at the twenty twenty two gains, and there's only Ethan Bullimore there, and the losses, the likes of Siren and Suli, um, Gachevsky, Cade Cust, and, and so on. Um, you'd have to say it's thumbs down on movements. But um, they have signed up and they've been very good in the local, uh, in, the, in the younger age competitions because they went out to Western Sydney and signed up a lot of the best young talent, the likes of uh, Hamoli Olakowatel, for, ex- uh, for example. But there's guys coming through the whole final family have signed up. Um, we know Manasi's sort of being drafted into the the silverbacks of silver water for a while, but all his brothers, and apparently some of them are, are outstanding, they're all signed up for the Sea Eagles. So um, it's a grassroots approach that is going to bear fruit. And I think we'll see Manly win a competition over the next five years. Um, Because they've got, you know, what I think is now the best player in the game in Tommy Turbo uh, and all these other guys around him as well. It's not just a one-man band. What I do want to point out 
and it's only come to my attention right now, or a couple of minutes ago when Shano was talking, um, that I think they've unearthed the best rugby league name since Fui Fui Moi Moi. And this is a guy <laughs> who was on a development contract called Gordon Chan Come Tong. Can you get your mouth around that one? Chan Come Tong. I want to hear Rabbit's Warren calling him out. <laughs> turn it up. Comes. Turn it come, up. Chan come Tong. He runs under the ball. Chan come Tong under the post. Back nah, the door. I'll do what they did with DWZ. They'll probably shorten them. Yeah. DCKT doesn't have the same yeah. sound. Doesn't have the same ring Chan to it, does come, it? Tong. Come yes. on. Tong, They'll come just call him. And a good, a is good, he quick? Uh, is he quick? A good, no, a good. Because they'll call him Flash Gordon. He is, he is. It's a, he's a good, he's a good young player. Um, he's a good young player. Interestingly, Saab says he has him over, um, Saab says he beats Saab over 50. Well, right. look, you know so that he's going to be Flash it's, Gordon. Explosive, absolutely explosive speed yeah. and, and, and is big. He, he's solid dude. Like, you know where Saab might be a bit lankier. He's a bit more solid than Saab and has the speed. He's, He's someone with the right development. He, he's the, you know, Rabs, although I don't know how long Rabs has got, but, you know, some of the commentators might be saying his name for a fairly long time. Is he evasion descent, Shane? Or? I've, I've got no idea. He, he's, he's, he's been part of the, coming up, coming up in his junior football, I, I really, that's something I didn't, I didn't really think about where, what he, what his descent is. Um, but he is a quick human being. He okay. will, like, if he, if, like, you know, I think like with Saab, remember for a while we were always saying to Saab, get him early ball and all of a sudden he'll be someone. Manly did that and he was. And I think he's a young man. He will, like, once people understand just he's, he's not only quick, but he's talented. He's got good hands as well. So, he he will be headhunted. He's he's got he's got a bright future. That guy, and um, yeah, very 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 quick off the mark, like very plosive. He's got the build which you'd almost think he might become like an, a center or second rower. Those those quick running second rowers, like back in the day, um, Tony Pulatua, who was who was like lightning off the mark. When he was when he was a junior, you know, and then all of a sudden just 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 bulked up, and that speed was what carried him through the line with Nullivar when they were the Hairbear Twins, and um, you know, he he has that potential. I I really am interested to see where this young man goes. He's he's, he's the goods. Okay, Thanks he, for he the has the poten- he has the potential to be the goods. It's just you know, just, just hope he gets put on the right the right path and. You know, when we look at Saab, you know, Saab was in the wilderness this time last year and, and he's, he went, you know, being at Manly and, and, and doing what he's doing, all of a sudden he's a household name. I hope that he can do the same for this young man. Mm. Yeah, mm. I, I, and I think he's, um, he's played a lot of hooker and um, just for a Very bit, quick. Of a, bit of a Very tidbit, quick. Um, he's got a brother, Jonathan, who I think was actually playing lower grades at... South Sydney. So South Sydney. I, I don't know yes. what happened yes. there, but um, look, it, is it fair to say, guys, if we're going to give a thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down, I'm going to rephrase it for Manly rather than talk about their signings. 
Let's talk about their squad. Do we give their squad a thumbs up? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Squad thumbs up. Yeah, well, that, I think that's a fair way to I put think, it. I think, I think they're, you know, I think for how they're traveling, the whole organization deserves a thumbs up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of thumbs up organizations, um, the Melbourne Storm, usually it's not something that we, we need to talk about because it's not, they're not a club that really poaches big players. They just take good footballers, bring the best out of them, and create a superstar team. Uh, but with the Melbourne Storm, they have signed a couple of players. Um, probably the, the biggest name and the most exciting signing for me is Xavier Coates. Uh, they've also got Nick Meany coming on board, Josh King. Um, Jaden Nicarima is also in that list, which is interesting to see. There's a name that um, some people uh, would be definitely familiar with. Uh, we talked about the fact that Hines, Fanukan, uh, Adokar, Brinko Lee, um, you know, Riley Jacks is on that list. There's a few players there. There's even more that I haven't mentioned there. Uh, they're leaving the club. We're not going to talk too much about Kafusi going to the Dolphins for 2023 just yet. And um, look, we pretty much know that Brandon Smith will probably be moving on in 2023 as well. But um, they're, they're another club, Griffo, where even though they might not have a massive list of big-name signings, when you look through their squad, they've got some real talent there. Um, and it's it's credit to them that uh, players like Ryan Pappenhausen and Christian Welsh have signed up for for four more years. Yeah. Um, I mean, for, for quite a few years now, we, we've, yeah, me in particular, I guess, sort of wrote the storm off. Um, not, not over the last two, but, you know, when we, we saw the end of the big four when Inglis left, and then it was the end of the big three when Cooper Cronk left. And then, the end of the you know big two when when Billy Slater left and um, and then Cameron Smith's gone so this club unlike really any other club even the Roosters they don't have a bad year a bad year for the Storm is when they don't make the grand final <laughs> um, it's not a bad standard is it no to be able <laughs> to maintain that level of success over a long time period is is quite amazing, really. Um, so, uh, I personally am not going to write them off, um, but I do think their squad is not as strong as it's been for a little while now. Um, if you look at the uh, the ins, as you mentioned, the main one is is Xavier Coates. Um, Nick Meany's had plenty of full uh, first-grade experience. I think he'll become a better player at the Storm. Um, I'm interested in a New Zealand Rugby Sevens player who I know nothing about, William Warbrick. Mm. I don't know what position he plays. Um, I think Josh King from the Knights will become a very good player in, in that Melbourne system. But they are losing some high-quality players in Heinz, Finucan, Adokar. Um, so uh, I think it's a thumbs down um, in terms of uh, ins and outs. Um, 
and I, I won't I won't write off the storm, but I just think um, they're a little bit lower down the pecking order because not just to the but you look at uh, and I'm looking now at their their list of sign of of signed players at the top of that list is Big Nelson a Sofa Solomona. We don't know if he's going to play um, because of the whole non-vaxxing. Um, mm. I think that's a massive, massive issue for this team. Throw in the charges against Tui uh, Kamakamele and Kamakamicha, Kamakamika. Yeah. Um, and asterisk next to that name. Well, there's two, mm. two, particularly Big Nelson. If he's not there, there's no chance of winning the comp for mine. Um, uh, and, 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 you know, if he wasn't there, you're going to see a lot more time on the field for Kamakamika, but we don't know if he's going to be on there as well. So um, the whole drama around uh, Brandon Smith, who wants to win a comp in a, in a Roosters jersey, the, um, the white powder... Uh, situation it's not been a happy off season for the storm um they're one of these clubs that like to keep things nice and in-house but um that's not through their own fault so some of their players have have created some issues and uh it'll be it's a big job for for uh for coach bellamy to to get this team again to perform and be one of the uh you know, certainly their aim every year is to win the competition. I, I don't quite see them reaching that level, but if they can, well, you know, the guy's a genius. Well, he probably is a genius anyway. Yeah, the other player I wanted to mention, just while we are talking about, um, it just made me think of it when you were talking about the, um, the young bloke coming over from the Rugby Sevens. One player who I don't know we actually talked about on the podcast who is joining the Storm um, with a very famous last name, is uh, Tyron Wishart. Now, um, Wishart, we know, is the son of uh, Steelers great Rod Wishart, who um, then, when they merged, played for the Dragons. But uh, he signed a two-and-a-half-year deal with the Storm. He's only, I think, 19 off the top of my head. Okay. But he's a half. And there are a lot of people predicting, um, whilst he's not on the new signings list, he signed, um, I think, about... Oh, less than six months ago. It was during the season he signed with them. Um, a lot of people are predicting he could very well be um, a feature uh, in the squad at some stage throughout the season um, for the Storm. Massive rap signing, Gray. Um, yeah. The, the Melbourne Storm management apparently come out and said that he's not a player we're developing for another club. He's a player we want to, to, to hinge some long-term sustainability on. So... That's a massive rap when a club like the Melbourne Storm yeah. hygiene does that. I agree with Griffo though. I think I think for the first time we may have seen a slight chink in the armor of the Melbourne Storm. I, I think it's at the look, I think certain players were let go due to the fact that they had to. Money was dictating that. And a, a certain loose cannon probably said a few things that they wish he didn't say. Yeah. Um, my being mindful of that, we know that Cameron Smith in the background is doing his absolute best to be a part of this coaching squad 
for the Melbourne Storm. He is Bellamy-esque through and through. Look, I agree with Griffo wholeheartedly. I'm not going to add or detract anything because what Griffo said was 100% correct. My only thing is this. It'll be very interesting to see what happens this year with, with everything because who they release next year could actually come down to the fact that you're either with us or against us. And that's the kind of club they are. And they've already got one person who publicly has put it out there that uh, you're maybe not adhering to our system. So it's interesting times for this club. I, I'm, mm. you know, they're guaranteed to, to finish there or thereabouts, but, but it's very interesting times into how this club's going to manage that because this, this is a situation that the Melbourne Storm would be very foreign uh, it'd be very foreign to them. Yeah. Just uh, before we leave, just you mentioned uh, Tyron Wishart, the son mm. of Rod. They've got another number of other guys on their books who are sons of uh, former NRL players. Jonah Pezzett, uh, who apparently is massive raps on him. Um, son of Troy yeah. Pezzett, who I think played with the Eels, um, maybe one or two other clubs. Bronson Garlic, the son of Sean Garlic. Yeah. Cole Gaia is the son of uh, Matt Gaia. Um, so the pedigree uh, for a lot of these guys is certainly there. And don't um, forget Cooper Johns. Of course. I did forget and my apologies. Mm. And can so, I also uh, add a signing, not to the Storm, but a young kid who's a big, big signing to this club is uh, the uh, Dolphins signed Isaac Luke's kid. Wow. Oh, wow. Isaac Luke's got a kid. Was about yeah, eight. Isaac Luke. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it was Isaac Luke's kid. Yep. Wow. It was um very, very massive raps. The, the, I think they live they live up there at the moment or something. Well, if he's at Brisbane, that makes sense. Yeah. So so he actually has signed a uh I think a development deal with the with the with the with the with Dolphins. the dolphin. Um, I'll, I'll just I'll see if I can find it. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Got, you know, I read in the something I read in the um. Yeah, something I read. There you go. Well, look. Well, while you're looking into that, Shana, we might uh, have a look at the Newcastle Knights. Um, and in regards to their gains, uh, probably the biggest gain to them is uh, Dane Gagai coming back to the Knights. Uh, after a very successful stint at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Adam Bloon is the other player who, uh, joining from the Dragons that we uh, we mentioned in our last podcast. The players are leaving. Pierce, Connor Watson, uh, King, Shibasaki and Green all leaving the club. Um, one thing I wanted to ask about uh, this signing, because obviously the main signing of note that uh, the biggest name going there is Dane Gagai, Griffo. Um, Dane Gagai is currently 30 years old. They've signed him for three years. I just want to get your thoughts, given the track record with a club like the Knights signing. You know, we know that there's, in the past, signed players like Mitchell Pearce and so on and so forth. Um, very, very interesting signing. And obviously, if you Dane Gagai, at 30 years old, if you're getting a three-year deal, you're going to take it, aren't you? Oh, of course. Look, Gagai, um, he played a number of years at the Knights and he was their main man. 
um, and went elsewhere, went to the Rabbitals, I guess, in search of playing at a, uh, you know, a club where there were better players around him. Um, successful, very successful career um, since he left the Broncos, really, with his uh, the work that he did at, at the Knights, where he was their best player for a number of years in a side that was winning constant wooden spoons, mind you, but Gagai was a shining light. Um, then he went to Souths. Probably initially, we didn't see the best of him. Still outstanding for the Maroons, but but uh, in the last couple of years, I think he's been really good at Souths. We know that he has, in fact, dominated State of Origin, winning a, uh, a Wally Lewis medal. Um, I think it's a good signing. They've got a lot of young backs that are a little bit inconsistent. He's going to Probably, I think he's going to be a, a very much a voice of leadership amongst those guys. He's an incredibly competitive uh, rugby league player, and I think uh, I think probably they're play, paying maybe a little bit over, as I would imagine, more than South would have been willing to pay. But South have got a lot of other players on their books that the Knights don't have. Um, I think it's a good signing. Um, and I think it's a good deal where, where Dengagai says he's getting three years at, at good money, then it's good for him. And uh, I think, you know, it's going to probably be good for the club as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dengagai. Um, what do you think, Shane? I'm going back home, Dengagai. And talking about Newcastle, um, there, there are two people that have come out of Curry Curry that, that, well, three really um, that that I that I'm I'm exceptionally fond of. I, I, number one has to be Magpie Jake. Um, Magpie Jake would be number one on that list. Yeah. Uh, secondly, would be um, would be uh, Sattler. You know, great South Sydney player, captain, and legend. And the third is Mark Hughes. And I just want to shout out: it's his birthday today. So happy birthday to Mark Hughes. So, um, you know, big fan. Mark Hughes. Oh, yes. Happy birthday, Mark Hughes. Yeah, he's a big fan. Yeah, we're big Indeed. fans of him on the show, and uh, and and what he's Absolutely. done, what he's done, um, for 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 the amazing global work. community and the Australian community and then our community. He's done some amazing work. So, it's his birthday on the today. So, like we said, the three, three, that's, three of that's our favorite. Newcastle Mark Hughes, not uh. Not Canterbury, Mark Hughes. That's just true. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so uh, we were just saying three of our favourite people from Curry Curry. Uh, number one, Magpie Jake Graham. Secondly, uh, Sattler, and third, Mark Hughes. Who shares a birthday today? And I agree with what you say with um, Dan Gagai. Um, you know, probably was criticised for a little while there for his for for what he was doing at South Sydney. He he. He is someone who, yes, will get paid overs and and whatnot. But I think he's, yeah, you know, I think he's shown in the last three years the quality rugby league player he is. I, I really felt for him because he used to get ribbed a bit, but I, I think I think he was doing a lot of work, uh, especially in defence. And and you know, I think he, yeah, he's a great acquisition. Um, Dane Gagai. So I, I would, I would, um, yeah, I, I think that the price tag might be pricey, 
but given the current climate there, it could be worth it. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like it's one of those things where they obviously um, were looking for big-name players. He was one of them. And I don't know if there's an abundance of big-name players looking to to head up to Newcastle. Um, I think it's a slight thumbs down just on the... Yeah, you know, yeah, just, yeah, no, yeah on everything I'll, else. I'll be honest yeah, with yeah, you, given, given what they've brought in... Um, Who's going to be in the side? Who they've lost? It 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 may well be a, a thumbs down. Um, the the thumbs up for me goes to Adam Clune because he's probably going to get a regular gig now at uh, halfback with Pierce leaving. So um, I'll give him a bit of a thumbs up. But overall, the Newcastle Knights probably get the thumbs down in regards to recruitment. But uh, there's um, you know, there's obviously a squad there to build around, and uh, hopefully for the Nova Castrians, they have a good year. Um. We're going to move on to the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, the North Queensland Cowboys, uh, they've got uh, they signed Peter Hiku, um, Tanua Brown from the Warriors, and Chad Townsend is also uh, on that list of gains. Uh, of players leaving, we know uh, last year we talked about Michael Morgan. Uh, he retired. Um, that was one of those situations where obviously he, um, he finished up early on. Um, Molo's leaving, Jensen O'Neill, Shane Wright, um, Javid Bowen, Peter Holler. And for those who have heard in the news about uh, Luciano Lelua, please keep in mind that's not happening till uh, 2023. <laughs> Another club, guys, who, um, who have a couple of players who they've really invested in. Um, obviously, Tal Malolo is the player you build this team around. Um, he's still got about, uh, what, 32 years left on his contract, <laughs> I think. Um, but really, they, they, they looked at signing him up and building a team around him. And um, it's, it's, look, 2015 seems a long time ago now, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, look, this is a club that's gone into free fall, really, since that time. Um, I look at gains v losses. I'm neither thumbs up or down, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really, I don't really see Michael Morgan as a loss because no. I don't know if, if he played last year. Might have played one or two games, but he was, he, you know, he wasn't there. Um, apart from him, you know, there's no guys there that you think, gee, oh, we've lost him. You know, we're in trouble. Um, but I'm not inspired by Chad Townsend as an $800,000 sign. And I just think that's ridiculous. the only one inspired by that. I think it's Chad well, and, his, good on him. And, and his family. Yeah. Um, Can I, yeah, absolutely good on him. I mean, yeah. If someone just, offered me, it, it, baffles, me. it baffles me. It, they probably could have got him for half that price. I mean, yeah. Um, who else would have been bidden for him? Um, yeah. uh, it's it's something. Look, I hope he proves me wrong. I just think it's it's ridiculous. It's exceptionally um, irresponsible. But, but that says something about where they're at that they have to pay overs for these players to get. Well, they didn't them have there. to. That was the thing. They're not for him. But the thing is, too. But as you said, they've probably got eight hundred thousand dollars to spend. I don't know if many players would have been keen to go to the Cowboys. And they may have got to a point where they said, look, we've got this money to spend. We need someone. Let's spend it on him. Shana, you called it. 
irresponsible there, but uh, that's, I don't know that's, if players are flooding to get to Townsville. You know, you know there's certain cars on the road, and I won't mention them because that's not fair to the people that drive them, where you go, what the hell went through your mind buying that? It's an absolute lemon. Like, there is no proven, there's nothing in that car that actually, it's, co- it's expensive, the parts are expensive, it's just, it's just. Why would you buy that car? Do you know what I'm going to dump Townsend? He's the placebo. He's the placebo. That's what we're saying. Some people might think it'll work, but is that like the placebo uh, who sings "Sucker Love"? Yeah, yeah. Now I think he's the placebo effect for them. I think they're going, "Oh, this might work," and if it works for them, they're going to convince themselves he does. I think. I, I think he's I the think sugar no. pill. Do you know what I, Graham? I think it's worse than that. I think this shows exactly where they're at. The Cowboys as an organization, they're becoming clueless. They're becoming significantly clueless, and they don't know what they're looking for. Mm. They don't know the trends in the players that they've got. They're in salary cap trouble. From what we're hearing at a board level, they're a shambles. From what we're hearing. Monetary wise, they're really struggling. They're becoming a club that's they're becoming a club that's lost their way. And I think the problem is they're trying to find it in areas that don't exist. You know, like Chad Townsend, in my opinion, is exactly like the Kyle Flanagan signing. They just didn't know what to do. They had no idea at the time, so they did it. The difference is this. The dog said to Kyle Flanagan, we're not paying you a cracker over 300. The, 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 the Cowboys have said, to, to, have said, let's negotiate. We'll bring something to the table. So will you. Mate, I guarantee him and his, his management must have ran around the room with their pants on their head in happiness. Over I that, want his manager. I yeah. want to get his manager oh, to manage my out, life. Man. Yeah, oh. you can game to run the uh, IU. I... Just, <laughs> just one, just one, one other point. Uh, I may be off target here, but this is just my gut feeling. Um, when I saw Peter Hickey sign with them, the first thing that came to mind, it felt to me as if as a bit of a styles clash. I don't know if the style of play that Hickey. They, they're, they're, it they're, doesn't seem cowboys to me. It doesn't seem like the type of centre, given the way they play. And some yeah. people might be listening, going, "Well, Graham, that's good because you know it's not working for them now." But I, I just don't feel like it's a his style of play will complement and vice versa. I don't know. Ru- no, nah, Graham, you, you, you're sort of on the mark there. They're a rudderless ship. They're a rudderless ship mm. at the moment. And if you fall into trouble and you don't really want to play, just jam your hand in the door for, and you get up five <laughs> yeah, weeks off. It's 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 I'm just giving thumbs down. Oh, it's they're they're, they're in trouble uh, unless down. look unless I'm not seeing something and and I'm not an NRL coach by any stretch of the imagination, but I just can't fathom what they've done. Well, if that was my okay. club that did that, I would feel ill. Can I just ask you a quick question here because they finished. 15th this year? Yeah. Do the Bulldogs finish ahead of them next year, given what we've seen in these squads? Yes, I know it's not yes. much to base on. We're, we're yeah, having a, absolutely. Yep. Yes, All right. Do. So, look, yes, we, we, we could be talking spring yep. contenders here. So, 
But yeah, definitely. Oh, I think they're favourites. Favourites for the spoon for mine. There you go. You've heard it here first. Carpool Rugby League exclusive favourites for the spoon. Didn't some? Didn't some? Well, didn't they have a big? Isn't Sini going up there? Um, he's going somewhere. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure it's there. Why do I think well, it was if, there? I, I no, thought... I think he's on Jets. The Jets. Yes, he did sign with yeah. the Jets. Sorry, he did sign with the Jets. Sorry, yeah. it was the Jets. I, I the Sharks reserve grade. Yes, that's yeah, right. So I was just thinking. Uh, yes, yes, yes. It's about Henson Park. So just. Uh, just on Hiku and Tanua Brown, yeah, um, they've got an association yeah. with Coach um, Peyton because he was at the Warriors. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I just think there's massive question marks on on Coach Peyton after last year, mm. and um, well, the recruitment, you know, the running yeah. with Palmalolo, the signing of Townsend, not the not the signing itself, but but how much they paid for him. Um, and the fact that the side dipped down, they were awful. They were awful last year. Um, and, and they're mortgaging their house for, you know, it's like they're mortgaging their house at the moment for something that's that's not going to provide the equity. Yeah. Now, it'll be interesting to see what happens because, um, yeah, there's a lot of work to do there and we're not sure that the personnel they've got on board will um, be able to do so. Uh, look, if we're going to assess the Parramatta Eels gains, this won't take long. They have actually no signings for 2022. Oh, I think that's not right, Graham. Um, no? That might be... Sorry, I don't mean so. What have you got? Um, I couldn't find any. Uh, Bailey Simonson, who came on board either yesterday or today. Ah, you've got it. Um, Curtis Scott. Um was another who they've signed. And I believe I read somewhere they've signed Mitch Rain. Oh, also. wow. Okay. Um, so I know what you're looking at and it says... Yeah, I've got the official list here from the NRL yeah. and I'm going off that. But uh, yeah, like obviously... Um... Yeah, so Bailey Simonson is in their list um, above. They just haven't put him on the gains. But he's definitely signed for the next three years. That's a good um, signing. Mitch Rain also is there for 2022. Yep, that's and a one the other signing. one was Curtis Scott, who's not on that list there. I can't whether, say no. Whether his um his contract hasn't yet been cleared, but he was certainly um he was certainly someone who of uh, maybe a month ago was mentioned as a player they had signed. So maybe. He's not on the list yet because of the fact maybe the um, contract hasn't yet gone through. Yeah, but because I it's think my he's... belief that he's going to be with the Eels. Yeah, because technically on the um, on the list he's still a Canberra player. We know he's there from the Storm. So um, yeah, so look, there's a couple of signings there, but the the point I was looking at making uh, mainly was that um, they've they've got some big players on some big contracts. Obviously, that they've. They've signed up long term. the The big two players that uh, they're building the club around that are going to be there through to twenty twenty five are Gutherson and Campbell Gillard. Uh, we know that now Hodgson. I should mention, obviously not for next year, but uh, Josh Hodgson's going to be there in twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four. 
they're, they're one of those teams where they've been there or thereabouts in the last few years. And I know the running joke has been that um, the Parramatta haven't won anything for um, for for a long time. And uh, those who are Parramatta fans, don't be despaired because um, hopefully later on this week, we're going to release a, um, a retrospective episode where we look back at 1982. But looking at 2022, Shane, a um, couple of signings there. The the, look, the big names I suppose are leaving in twenty twenty three with um Isaiah Papali'i and uh, Nakore. So look, it's a, it's a bit of a mixed bag. And Reed really, Marnie, Reed yeah, is a big I, one. I, I, a big I one, think, but so I think is it that's now huge. or never for them in twenty twenty three? Oh yeah, Elvis. Well, it's, it's now, it's now or never. never. But um. <laughs> Suspicious minds, maybe. Um, I don't know. I, I think that... I think they're I, caught in the trap. Yeah, I do. I do. It might be a blue Christmas. That, that they're... Yeah. Um, they're, they're a hard they're one in to trouble. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. The Eels are in trouble. I think I think losing Reed Marnie is a monumental management disaster. I know they've got Hodgson... Hodg- and that's retrospectively more than anything. I, I honestly think that when I look at this club now, I actually think they're, I think they're just in a, they're in a rut. They're a slight shambles. They're a solid football club, but I think now there's a few emotional chinks in their armor. Like Reed Marnie going, that's huge. And that's going to have massive implications. I'm, I'm someone who honestly believes that when you've got a player that signs with another club, unless they're absolutely committed, hundred and ten percent, and has the has the history of the you know and has built the club, you're stuck because the guy is looking towards the future. And I, I think that. I think that what the Reed Marnie situation says to me is that the Eels as an organisation can't seal the deal. And that's been them for so many years. I, I know they've shored up some, some names and I know that they've got now a team that's going to field the paddock in 2022 and is going to be competitive. They're not going to be top four. They're going to be probably bottom eight. I just look at their club as an organisation and just go, they've dropped the ball here. Um, you know, they're a club that needs to build and Reed Marnie is the perfect guy to build a yeah. team around. I just I just think they've let, they've let the, they've let, the guy they've let the wrong guy go can i just ask just griffo because you you mentioned that um simonson uh signing that's that's key given the fact that um mikasivo he probably won't be back till the middle of the season next year yeah yeah uh, with his knee yeah. injury yeah he's done. He, that that's a cover signing and and really to have a player like that missing for half a year we've got to factor that in with their with their signings they're effectively going to be without uh one of their strike weapons on the wing yeah, look, the reality is that, you know, next year, 2022, 
the premiership window shuts for the year. Yes, I agree. Um, and to be honest, while they are a very good team and, and they showed in the semifinals that they were competitive, um, I don't think they can win the comp. Um, good God, no. I, I, I think <laughs> I think they make the eight. Um, yeah, but again, they're, they're one of these teams with a hard draw as well. Um, they're going to need to keep pretty much their top squad nice and fit um, because it is, a, it is a strong 17 that they'll put on the park as their best 17. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I won't say it's mismanagement to have all these guys come off contract at the same time, but you can build a really strong case to say it is. Um, when you've lost the likes of Papali'i, Reed Marnie, and uh, the other the other big loss, uh, Nia Kore, um, uh, and you know uh, to a lesser extent, much lesser extent, Ray Stone. Um, Twenty twenty three looks like it could be uh, just a bridge too far for the Eels. So it's got to be this year. Um, and I just think there are better sides in the comp. So for, for them, if you're a Paris supporter and you listen to the show, um, you've got to jump on board for 2022 and get out and support your team um, because I think it might be your best chance to win a comp for quite some time. Yep. So we're we going thumbs up, middle, down. Oh, in terms of ins and out for, for you know, 2022, oh. just 2022. Um, look, I, I think it's, you know, neither up or down, but, but it's definitely down after you yeah, know, 2023. I think as we look, um, there were six this year. I think over the next two or three years, we might actually see them slide down the ladder rather than up. That's my call. Yeah. I think it's so important that they do get to re-sign Junior Paulo. Um, you know, he's still... Yes, one of these guys on signed, and, and uh, from what I'm led to believe, the Dolphins are throwing SeaWorld at him. So um, <laughs> they really got, need. They him. got Flipper and Free really yeah. ready to go. Yeah, but maybe that's what will entice him. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I hope they throw some cash yeah. with that. Yeah, um, um, but no, nah, I, I agree. Like yeah. you, a lot of things that entices people to clubs. Is, is opportunity, premiership, coaches. They and, want to win comps. And comps. And and the thing is at the moment, if you're if you're him, you're going, well, am I going to win a comp here? And, and Three if someone's years ago, maybe. If now, someone's throwing the kitchen so. sink at me, everything but the kitchen sink at me, and I can earn some really good coin and I've got a chance, well, I'll take it. I think Wayne Bennett's the type of coach that they could convince him to get up to Redcliffe. Well, yeah, he's pretty successful. Well, they they need him up there. They need they him, need, and they need, they need some big because signings. they haven't got much at the moment. No, they got pretty much Kafusi was the main signing, but um, look, we'll see. Keep an eye on that space. The Dolphins obviously not in the competition till twenty twenty three. Still plenty of time to sign players. Um, our next team, uh, the Premiers, the current champions, the Penrith Panthers. Uh, we know how strong their squad is as a whole. There are some players who are leaving this squad. 
Um, I'll go through them first because that's probably the bigger news when we're covering the Panthers side. Uh, that's going to be next year, the absence of Matt Burton, uh, Brent Naden, Kirk Capewell, uh, Pengai Jr., who came on uh, throughout the year, Paul Momorowski, and Tyrone May. Now, all those players that I just mentioned there are players that have played regular first grade. Uh, you would have heard in the news, um, Api Corusau leaving the club. That's not until 2023. He has locked in a contract with the Tigers. However, uh, not to go into it too much, guys, around the water cooler today, Griffo, I did mention to you that... Um, given his uh, non-vaccination uh, status as a player, uh, there could be the possibility that he does not take part uh, for the Panthers at this stage. Uh, players coming in for the Panthers, we have Sean O'Sullivan from the Warriors and Chris Smith from the Bulldogs, also players you would have heard on the uh, podcast. And looking at the de- uh, development list, Griffo, I see the last name Gaia here. Um, so I don't know if you know much about Maverick Guy, but he's also signed on for a couple of years. Um, good, good, this, good prospect. But this, I feel like, fellas, is one of those other clubs who obviously have a successful squad who have locked in key players for extended periods. We know Cleary, Crichton, Fisher-Harris, Leota, uh, Jerome Luai. These are all players, Isaiah Yo, who are on multiple year contracts. Is it fair to say, like, I'm not going to put shit on the Premiers because they've got a great squad. Is it fair to say that they've looked at uh, retaining some of these top stars um, and getting that in order? Because for a team that's winning the Premiership and has a lot of uh, representative players, the salary cap is a hard thing to juggle. Oh, absolutely. Look, you know, if, if you're looking at um, the difference between gains and losses, obviously it's a massive thumbs down. Um, I do like the signing of O'Sullivan because he will see plenty of first grade um, due to the fact that, you know, they're going to lose players to origin, particularly Nathan Cleary. Um, we might not see Cleary until, you know, round two or three is, is recovering from that shoulder reconstruction. So I think O'Sullivan, who's got had quite a bit of first grade experience um, and came through the Penrith system the year after Nathan Cleary, um, played all the junior reps, including the junior blues. So he's a, a credentialed player. Um, I think he's a good backup for, for Nathan. Um, Chris Smith, um, you know, he's a big, he started his career at Penrith, um, had a number of years with the Bulldogs. He's a, he's a depth signing. Um, he's not in their top 17. I did read yesterday. It's not listed here, but they did sign, uh, a fella by the name of Preston Ricky, who I believe is the older brother of Jordan Ricky. He is. Um, just saw a little bit of footage. Um, he's a big unit, and that's that can move. And I think that's the sort of guy that they do need. Good footwork at the line. Good okay, well, let, the line. so I, I see that as a positive uh, sign-in. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more of Jermaine Hopgood um, in 2022. He's a promising young player. Um. I see him as a similar type of guy to Liam Martin. Um, 
so it's good that they've got Ricky, who, who looks a different style of, of back rower. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I said to you uh, today, um, they're hanging on the edge of their seats. They are, but, <laughs> well, Just repeat that, Griffo. We lost you for a second. Yeah, unfortunately. Sorry, am I back? Yeah, we got you. Uh, look, I want to apologise, listeners. Um, unfortunately, I keep dropping out. I went to another location to get more consistent internet, which I did. But unfortunately, um, I've discovered that the favourite food of the mosquito in Australia. <laughs> oh yes, yes, is oh, a chameleon. They love it. Yeah, they love a chameleon. Yeah. yeah. So I had to come back here. Um, so I do apologise. Um, getting back to the Panthers, do I see them winning in 2022? If it's yes or no, I've got to say at this stage, no. Um, and that's that's not... Um, that's just the head speaking. Are they going to be up there? Yes, they are. Um, I don't think their squad is as strong as it was. And I, look, I was saying this before the end of last season. This is not new. I said, whatever Penrith do in 2021, yeah, they right. won't better it in 2022. True. And they can't. They can't do better than win the comp. If they can win the comp and go back to back, that'll be phenomenal. We've not seen it in, in, uh, in this millennium apart from the Roosters. They're the only team that have gone back to back. It's not easy. The salary cap bites and it's bitten hard when you've lost the likes of Matt Burton, Kurt Capewell. Um, Tavita Pangai Jr. was a bit of a bonus to get into the squad towards the end. I'm not really counting him. Um, Momorowski, I'm counting. He was solid. He, uh, particularly in, those, uh, in the final series, thought it was very good. Uh, Tyrone May, a lot of controversy over Tyrone May. Um, good luck to him with Catalans. Interesting, the Catalans have signed Mitchell Pierce, Tyrone May, and Dylan Napa. So um, I hope there's no movies made. I hope all the poodles over in France are, are on their toes um, because those three guys coming together at one club um, is interesting, let's say. Um, the other guy, Penrith. Watch out, it. TikTok. It's 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 yeah. movies. It's not be movies. Yeah, man. look, the the south of France it will never be the same. One would think, but um, good luck to them. Look, I hope they stay. Uh, Maybe Maloney can just hover around. Yeah, and just well, keep him under wraps. He's still he is, there. He is, he's, uh, he's playing in the he, French first um, division. He did. He kicked. I think field he field goal. Yeah, kicked the field goal to win the game. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the team he's playing for, but uh, he's, it's not a you know highly professional league. He's just playing <laughs> for fun. Yeah. Um, Naden we love is all our guy. listeners in France. We do. Well, I hope we, we boost our numbers there. We oui, we. Oui. Um, so Brent Naden, he's another. Look, he didn't play a lot of first grade in in uh, in twenty twenty one, but he's he's very capable, ball in hand. Um. I'm, I'm a bit concerned. Origin's really the time frame where Penrith's going to struggle. Um, I'm not sure who they play in that, that Origin period. 
but I can't see them winning too many games. Like last year, well, this year, I should say, they went down to the Tigers and the Sharks during origin. Um, they were able to cope because they only won, uh, well, they only lost four games all year, I think. But um, uh, I think it's going to be tougher next year. They've got a tough draw. They don't have as good a squad. What um, needs to happen is is that the younger guys that we don't know so much about, guys like Isaac Tago, he's going to probably be a starting uh, first grader. Um, he, he's really going to have to step up. Taylor May, I think he'll be on one of the wings again. He in, showed good signs last year. Um, but there's a bit of depth, uh, a bit of an issue in the centres. Um, so Crichton, I expect, will move back to the centres, Played, finished the year on the wing. Um, the other centre spot, I think probably Isaac Tago takes that. But there's not a lot of depth there. Um, maybe someone like a, uh, a Jamin Salmon, um, who's essentially a 5'8", maybe he could play a similar role to what Matt Burton did. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's an opportunity for young guys to come through and, and, and uh, cover. Um, I think Penrith will have a strong 17, but then uh, when injuries and, and rep duties come to, to play, that's when they might, well, not might, they will struggle to win games when, when their best players are out. Mm. Um, sorry, I've, I've probably spoken too much there. but No, no, no. I, look, Griffo, I'm just going to add by saying this, and I, I think I think disagree anyone if, if I'm wrong. Five clubs in the NRL have their house in order. When you look at who they've bought, who they've sold, who they've traded, who they've whatever, they are the Penrith Panthers. They are the Roosters, they are the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they are the Melbourne Storm, and they are the Manly Seagulls. They are five clubs in our NRL that have their house in order. That's your top five next year. What's that? That's your top top five next year. Not that that when that that when a club that when they let it that you know they don't let someone go without reason. The only player you would say was let go. You know. For, for probably now cheaper than what he was worth is Burton because at the time it was what it was. Penrith have their house in order. It doesn't matter who they keep or let go. It's a part of the system now. And I think that that's a testament to who they are as a club. And I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways to the club because you know what? You can't keep everyone. You can't buy everyone, so thumbs up. Like 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 with the like with the Eagles when we talk about them, like when the Storm when we talked about them, and the same will be when we talk about the Roosters and we talk about South Sydney. These clubs just know what to do, and yeah. Penrith are well and truly in that now. Yeah, the they're grassroots, they're mate. The grassroots, yeah. and they they, yeah. they build. They got their system. The bottom off. They got the system. Don't they got worry players about it. that they're are probably fine. currently. 15 years old that they know will be first graders. Like yeah. they're, they're that club. About, they're fine. Yeah. No. And you know what? That's their, 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 their house is in order. Yep. That's the guy it. that that's we all know, know. That, that I think might yeah. be up his uh, replacement come 2023 is, is Riley Smith. Yep. Um, 
I, I, I think I got to yeah, go. Keep that name. Griff. Keep that name. Yeah, Riley Smith is very good, and I, 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 I got a gut feeling though, Griff. I think the patience with Appy might run thing quicker than that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised I, if I, by the start of the year, it's, it's, it's. You know, if if he's able to play, I don't think he will be. No, I don't think. No, I don't, the latest I, from the NRL is. I think he plays last game for the Panthers. The latest from the NRL is is that basically with thirteen hundred, whatever it was today, that we really need to start thinking about. Well, you know. If we're going to live with COVID, that's great. But as an organisation, you have to be vaccinated. Now, you can't go to the leagues club without a double no, vax. I think for Penrith, I would play for the team. I can't see, and you know what? I just can't see him playing in a Penrith jersey next year. No. With, with the stance that Penrith have taken, and yeah. good on them. Thank God they have. Oh. So I, it's, I, it's, I, it's, I, it's I a health. It's a health decision for the safety of everyone. You know what? You know what? Yeah. You know what? Like, you, know, you talk about, you know, I'm sorry. It's, there are certain things that, that just, you know, you just have to do. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, like people have to get vaccinated. There'll be, there'll be options for anti-vaxxers, you know, whatever protein options are available. They're not going to, they're not going to be out for another 12 months, 18 months. Now, I think, I think Penrith aren't the club that play. Penrith have proven, again, with those other five clubs, they don't play fools lightly. So we're not going to bother with you if it's going to be a headache. Go away, play for someone else, and let us go with playing football. I've got this gut feeling, Griff. I don't think he's playing for Penrith next year. I don't think he's playing for anyone. Yeah, I don't think he's playing for anyone. That's true. That's he's, true. he's of no value if no. if the NRL was to come no. out and say if you're and not. And I think in the current playing. climate, the NRL need to bite the bullet and do oh, so. Well, we Absolutely. know fellas in other and, industries. And, and, AFL did and it. Again, the sack. And, and I'm telling you now, in other industries. The, the the mail, the mail coming out, especially of what's happened in New South Wales in the last week, and Queensland's response to that. Um what Melbourne's response might be to that, what Perth's response, look, Perth don't have the fifth test. So, you know, like if you want to take football to Perth at the moment, I got a gut feeling that the NRL might bite the bullet. And the late mail says that's exactly what's going to happen. Look, I I look at it this way. Um, I'm, I'm open to everyone making their own decision. That's fine. Whether you want to get vaccinated or not, that's totally your decision and we have no issue with it. However, keep in mind, guys, even in the industry we work in, if you're not double vaccinated, you don't work. And I think the NRL is going to. Well, in our industry and the people we work for, um, it's just been released not too long ago. Not that you can't work, you don't have a job. Yeah, effectively, yes. Yeah. So, um, look, it's just the world we live in. And um, look, we respect anyone's decision to be vaccinated or not. But what we've got to understand is uh, the decisions that are being made by uh, the official parties uh, in the safety and best interest of everyone. So, um, yeah, we just need to keep that in mind. Interesting um, recruitment from the Dragons, fellas. Um, they've just about let go as many players as they've, uh, they've got in. Um the losses, I'll go through the losses first of all because we've talked about some of them. We've talked about McInnes, Dufty, Pereira, Clune, Vaughan, 
Ellis, Williame's gone, Norman, Beal, Britton, Lomax, all players who we um, we know have featured in first grade at some stage for the Dragons. Um, probably oh, look, they've got a couple of big name signings in Jaden Sewer, Francis Molo, George Burgess, Moses and Bai, Moses Sully, Aaron Woods, Jack Gajeski, and Tao Tao Moga. Now, in all fairness, uh, Griffo, the players that I named that were going, I said they were NRL first grade household names. The players coming in are also uh, first grade names. It's just a case of whether or not, um, you know, what's going in is as good as what's going out. There's some good signings there, but there's also some players that um, that many other clubs would say um, were a little bit of dead wood. So very interesting to see the flow and effect from the Dragons, especially after the season they've had in the controversies around the club. Look, it's it's an interesting... Uh, if you're a Dragons supporter, you, you're probably just wondering what is going on. Um, I... There's big names, um, and if you looked at that that list there, and you said, "Okay, at the heights of their careers, there," you know, you'd think, "Wow, this is amazing." But you go through them. Sewer, I think, is a good sign. I, I'm irrespective of I don't know what sort of money we're talking, but I think Sewer's a very good player, current Origin player, I believe. Or certainly he was last year, at least. No, he was Mol- yeah. Molo is a current origin player for Queensland. George Burgess was one of the best props in the world at one stage. There's a big question mark around... I mean, he was basically medically uh, retired from Wigan. Um, and yet here he appears back. And, and, and then he's had a few off-field dramas, I believe. Uh, um, someone upset him on the road. Um, and by, well, I just, I've, you know, in fairness, Moses and by is, is a state of origin player, but I just don't rate him. Um, particularly given he's been on huge money, uh, and, and, you know, good luck to him. Um, but there's a question mark, where is that guy going to fit into the side, uh, and I think it's probably at number 14. Moses Suley at his best is destructive. And we saw that in the semifinal series where, you know, he, he, he can score a try or he can make a break. The question about the mark about Moses is his consistency um, from week to week, but also within a game. But he's potentially a really good signing. Aaron Woods... We know he was an Australian player um, at one stage, but he's very much in the twilight of his career. Gajewski is a guy who, who started at Souths and, and went to the Eagles. At his best, I think he's quite a good player, Jack Gajewski. And Tau Tau Molga was, when he first came on the scene, was talked about as the next Mal Meninga. Well, unfortunately for Tau Tau, it hasn't quite worked out that way. He's, he's had a lot of problems with injuries, to be fair. But he's only sort of been a bit part player at, at several clubs. So, again, I'm not sure where he fits in to the Dragons setup. The thing is that the Dragons, I think, have got five or six players 
whose contract in part is being paid by someone else, such as Moses Embai, who the Tigers are paying part of his contract. I'm not quite sure who the others are, but uh, um, the um, the Dragons are playing Moneyball, so they've uh, you know it may work out for them. And, and I guess they're thinking, well, okay, even if you know one out of three don't don't pass the muster, um, given that. You know, it's not costing us a lot. We're doing okay. Um, a lot of people are talking about the Dragons as wooden spooners. I don't actually see it that way. If Ben Hunt can come back from his injury and show the form of, of 2021, uh, I think they can go okay. Um, they've got some great young talent coming through in the in the Figar brothers, um, O'Sullivan, O'Sullivan. Uh, or is it Sullivan? Sorry, um, Jaden Sullivan. It is um, a five-eight. You've got the fullback who I really like the look of, Tyrell Sloan, um, and the other young guy who's got uh, great feet, great footwork, Talatau Amoni. So uh, mixed with some of those experienced guys, um, you know, if if Griffin can get the mix right. Um, They'll they'll challenge for the bottom part of the eight, but I just think uh, uh, I don't expect them to make the eight. But I certainly don't think they're going to be spooners, Shano. No, no, I agree with you, Griffo. The only thing I've got to say is, um, if you're going to thumb up, thumb down, look, tell me who they've bought that's on the caliber of Dufty. Oh, uh, look, Dufty's yeah, I know he's I an know, enigma. Yeah, he's an I, know, enigma. I know he's an enigma, but. Jeez. They haven't signed anyone to replace McInnes. That's true. Like, and McInnes but, is gone. The but he missed the whole year. That yeah, you know, he missed yeah. the whole year last year. Yeah, I, I, so, I just think, I just think, I agree with you. Though. They're not going to. They did they, miss him. No they doubt. They did miss him. Yeah. They, and they're not going to finish last. I don't think they're going to get me eight. I, I think they just, you know, they, they, they're definitely that that ten to twelve position. But Griffo, everything you said. 100% agree with. Mm. Um, one of the next clubs we're going to talk about, guys, is uh, well, the grand finalists from uh, this year. Another team that would be considered a contender. And another team I'd put in that um, that basket of they haven't spent up big this off-season, but they've re-signed some, uh, some key players. So that's the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, their official gains for 2022... Isaiah Tass, who's a young bloke from the Broncos. Uh, Cheekham, who's a favourite of ours here on the show. Oh, Shane Olds. Love yeah, himself. well, yeah. said they showed The only thing him, better would be him in red and green, him, Shane. They showed him <laughs> training the house down. And the, 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 haven't the bunny... The bunnies have actually responded well to the way he's been training. And he actually said... He's never been at a club that have trained like this. So, mm. so I'm maybe we might see the... The potential of Cheekham. Yep. Havili also coming over. That's a very handy Good signing. Good as well, yeah. yeah. And the Raiders. Uh, we know he's played a lot of hooker and lock, but can pretty much play anywhere in the forward pack. Um, there's some big names leaving. Uh, most notably, Adam Reynolds now going to the Broncos. We just talked about Jaden Sewer. We talked earlier about Braden Burns and Dan Gagai. Um, someone that people may not realise has left the club who was a name that they would have seen on first grade sheets throughout the last few years is Patrick Mago. 
Um, we also talked about Josh Cook. Um, Troy Dargan and Brock Gardner have been released. Stephen Masters was released. He's a player a few years back who um, looked to be a, um, a future regular first grader, but never quite worked out for him. And Tao Tao Moga, as we just mentioned, at the Dragons. Uh, Shano, I'll flick over to you as our resident yeah. um, Redfern expert. Yep. Um, let's put this into context. Um, I'll give you some of the players who are on long-term contracts at South. Dry Arrow, Tom Burgess, Damian Cook, Campbell Graham, um, Alex Johnston, super long-term there, um, Kalama Tungi, Cameron Murray, uh, Tavita Tola, Cody Walker still got a couple of years, as does Blake Taff, Latrell Mitchell still got a couple of years, uh, Liam Knight's got a couple of years, Jacob Host, Lachlan Ilias. Well, that's what I was going to say, Gray. You mentioned those players yeah. um, and, and the three um, three young guys of Taff, Mamazoulos and Ilias. Um, their house is in order. They've kept their house in order. They, they've looked at the future. They've, they've put the money where they felt they needed to. Um, look, you know, I suppose through the year, we spoke a lot about the Reynolds situation. Reynolds was offered a contract. He was offered a year with extension, exactly the same as Cody Walker, where, where Cody Walker has taken up the option. Um, um, Reynolds chose not to. That's his prerogative and good luck to him. South Sydney have their house in order. The, the, big, the big question for South Sydney is they're now going through a number seven transitional change. They elected not to, to buy up big on a number seven and, and, and rather develop what they had. Um, of course, Anthony Milford, who's not technically paid by South I, at the moment due yeah, to I didn't mention him indiscretions, but we'll yeah. just leave it at that. We'll see. Uh, let, let, let's, track. let's see what happens down the track. Mm. Um, you know, I think you've also got, um, you've got, you've got, they've just got their house intact. And that's the thing as a fan, you know, had South Sydney chased a number seven and paid big bucks for them, you'd be worried. They didn't do that. They've 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 re-signed the people they need to re-sign. They've got the talent. And as part of South Sydney, um, one of the things that started with Shane Richardson was was basically leadership and mentor, leadership and mentorship where in the club, you need this perfect mix of youth, of the middle age experience and mentorship. And South Sydney have continued that where, where they have these mentors that continually go through. I, 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 I just give, I, I'm like, I, I give them the same as Penrith. I give them the same as the Storm. I give them the same as Manly. I give them the same as the Roosters. They've got their house in order. Um, losing... Yeah, losing Reynolds compared to what they've got, of course. Of course, it's it's a big loss. The key thing is they shored up uh, Cody Walker. They've got they've got a lot of skill in this side. The people who run certain betting agencies said South Sydney can't finish in the top four. Um, 
I'll wait and see what happens. Their draw. Yeah, I disagree slightly. with. Yeah, yeah. I agree with... Their draw is, is very is is oh. a lot easier than most. I actually think they'll get in the top four, and and I actually think come the end of the year with Latrell Mitchell, if he can keep his nose clean, they're going to be they're going to be there or thereabouts. But I think worst I, case scenario, fifth or sixth. I think South Sydney yet again, they've kept their house in order. They. You know they could have thrown, they could have put Adam Reynolds on a three-year contract, nine hundred thousand a year. For what purpose? It could have been at the detriment of hundred percent. They would Campbell not have Graham, Illis. They would not Cameron have Murray. Illis. They yeah. would not have their young guys coming through, and and they've looked to the future. And like I said, there's five clubs that seem in the last eighteen months to do this very well. And all those clubs are in very good company. So in you know, 2010, they had a young halfback yeah, who not many people yeah. had heard yeah. of and that worked out for him. 100%. Who, who was coming off a knee reconstruction, actually, because he missed a full year with a, year, with a knee reconstruction. So, you yeah, know, so, you know, that's, I, I look at, I look at, they've got the house in order and like I said, there's only five clubs in the NRL that have that moment, and and they're one of them. So, up, down, or indifferent um, for the Panthers, the Roosters, the the Seagulls, the Storm, and the Bunnies. I don't care. Quite frankly, they they've got their house in order. They're another team, as Shane said, Griffo. That when you when you're looking at giving them a thumbs up or thumbs down, you got to look at the squad and the yeah. past probably three or four years that. They've uh, they've put the, together this squad. Well, I, I I agree with Shane all that. Um, if you're purely looking at ins and outs, then, then it's a thumbs down for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's not. That's not what it's all about. It's it, it it's about tying up the young talent. Obviously, they've got guys like uh, Taff and Elias. These guys coming through. Who are going to be potential ten-year Rabbitoh players, um, and you know they know a lot more about these guys than than what I do certainly, and, and probably you know what you guys you you know more about than what I do. But but you know the the South's management, they know who they say. Well, okay, these are guys that we've got to keep money for, so we've got huge. Um, bringing those guys through their system, and um, you know, in in you know, twenty thirty, for example, we might be talking about the likes of uh, um, Blake Taff and Lachlan Illis as as guys who you know, around thirty years of age, who played ten years at the Rabbitohs. So, um, yeah, again next year. Uh, a lot of class in that team. They 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 missed Latrell at the back end of the season, even though did really well. Um, you got a guy. Latrell is one of the premium uh, talents in the NRL. Take him out of any side; they're not going to be as strong. Yeah. So he's a big in um, yeah. when the season kicks off. Oh well, week three when they play the Roosters, I should say. And a very interesting <laughs> funny that point. isn't it? Yeah. Very interesting point that was actually made by. I think it was Greg Alexander. He he was asked during the last few weeks about Latrell Mitchell, and he said they they sort of talked about him being taken out of South Sydney. 
And he said, I'll put it this way. He said, if you took Latrell Mitchell out of the Blues or Australia, he would make a difference. Absolutely. So, so to, to show yeah. you what, you know, and I thought that was, you Holy know, and he's, he's very, I love Greg Alexander. And just he's the way, a wise I'm, man. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was him that said it. And I thought that's a really good point. Yes. It's not just about, you know, you can talk about club. There are certain players, and, and, and you know, Cleary would be one of those players. You know, you, Absolutely. It's not about taking him out of the club. Yeah. You could take him out of the upper echelons of rugby league, and there's a difference. So, Well, we saw it for the Blues. Yeah. But yeah. he wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Now, wise, wise words there from Brandy, the mayor of Penrith. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Brandy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so look, they're another club there. And as you said, guys, we... Um, we talked about the Roosters being in that that similar vein where they've um, got some players who they've they've signed up long term. We know that some of the quality players at their club that they build uh, teams around, like Luke Keary, uh, Joseph Manu, who I thought was phenomenal last year. Uh, if Burton wasn't the centre of the year, I think Manu should have been in that conversation. They're they're signed up long term. They've actually also signed one of their new recruits, uh, Paul Momorowski. Uh, he's on a three-year contract from what I can recall. Yeah. I think he's a great signing. He was great for the Panthers this year. Um, the other players that have been signed to contracts at the Roosters are Connor Watson and uh, Renoff Tony from the Bulldogs. Uh, when we talk about the players departing the club, uh, there are some big names here, guys. We've got Isaac Liu, Josh Morris, Brett Morris, Jake Friend, Boyd Cordner. Now, obviously, we've got to take into account mm. a lot of those players uh, forced Simon. into retirement throughout the season. Uh, Dale Copley and Matt Ikevalu also on that list. Um, yeah, it's yeah. And, rewind, and look, replay, insert the same thing for the yeah, rest of the Isaac, Isaac Liu is a big loss. Um, I, 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 I'm amazed they let him go. I think they're looking at, I think they're saying they're shoring things up. They're, they're not stupid. They're a great rugby league side. They keep their house in order. Letting Isaac Liu go, they know will do certain things for certain players. Uh, interestingly enough, for your Roosters fans, uh, big massive news coming out of uh, the tri-colours today that really Suwali um, is probably looking at round 10 return. Round 10? Yes, no, they've no, said no. that the... the wow. Um, the... Um, and Graham, you might know the file. That Liz Frank, I don't know her. I've never met no, her. No, no, not Liz Frank, but the uh, the um, the 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 injury itself apparently is one of the worst injuries you can have with a very extended rehab time. They're not expecting him to actually start rehab, um, or, or will start rehab proper till till well into the off season, and they're actually suggesting he may not even start running till round one. So they're this looking. It's a new at, injury, is it? No, no, no. This is the existing knee injury that he had, but apparently right. knee. The, it was a foot, the, wasn't it? It was Liz Frank. Oh, foot, foot. It was Liz Frank. Was. Sorry. Yeah. The 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 Liz Frank. Frank. Sorry. The that um, was in Liz, um. Was that Liz July? Frank that was a while yeah. back. But he's only apparently he's there's been there was a complication, and that um and that basically. Worst case and worst case scenario though, um, he's looking at uh, a very a very late return from that injury. So mm. 
He and Graham, is it is it one of the worst injuries you can have as far as rehab? Yeah, but the thing is, look, yeah, it's a difficult one because it's you know you look got to look at the load bearing, and regardless of what you do, it's going to go through your foot. From memory, that injury is back in July. Now, if we're talking round ten, we're talking about mid season. I'm. Look, I'm going to say something controversial. I'm calling a bit of bullshit. I don't know if they want a bit well, more time under his belt. Well, I, I I, would agree with that. I don't know if they think, look, let's get... If, I don't know. Look, I, I don't know. This is the other report. The only other report I've heard in the off-season about Joseph Suwali is um, James Tedesco raving about how much um, weight he's put on in the gym, upper body weight. So, look, look, regardless of when he's back, when he plays, he's going to have a big impact, whether they're he, protecting he, him a bit. He has not, well, the, 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 the news is, okay, so what is it, five months post um, the Liz Frank surgery, he actually has not started running yet. Yeah right. Yeah, and that's and that's what they're and that's what they're saying that here's a guy doing. Here's a guy that that they they reckon won't be starting running, like I said, till late in the off season. He's then got to get fit. That and and Robinson said he's not playing him underdone. He wants him fit, so they can't they can't be exposed. And um, yeah, so basically, um, they reckon. They reckon that um, performance implications. Look, I I don't think it's going to be round ten. I think it'd be more round three or four. But 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 here's a guy he should, who apparently, he should be running around now. Well, here's a guy who has not been seen running in any Roosters training session. That he's still rehabbing and not running. Look, a Liz Frank injury, like to get full running, you're looking at probably. Five, four or five months, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, so really, when you look at, he the, should be running know, soon. Well, he's he's now five July, months post injury. He should be um, running soon. He has not returned to field running. Oh yeah, no, that doesn't surprise me. I reckon after Christmas he should be running. Um, but they reckon, but he, apparently the the mail is he will not start the season. Mm. And 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 they're actually and the the word I heard I thought ten was a bit long, a but sh- you know it's a shit injury because what you got to look at and I know people probably well, won't okay, be listening could, to this Graham, podcast be, in ten years. Graham, could it be round ten? Could, Graham, could it be round ten? Because they're like, okay, we don't want any, we don't want to get him back round three, and him upset anything. Is round ten more or less because? He is so young. Will that shore up and and fully fix the injury, or is by round three running and fit? Is that more or less? You're not going to get any better. You just do it. Well, the funny thing is, he'd probably be running know. soon. I'd imagine they get him running after they come back after Christmas, which is July, which is even um, December, uh, round... <laughs> January. Oh, sorry, January. July was the injury. Um. Look, he'd be running soon. A player, any other player who 
I don't think it's unrealistic to aim for the start of the season, if not a couple of rounds in. So what's round the hesitancy? 10, why why are they know. talking about this? I don't know. I reckon it's I reckon it's psychological. I reckon yes. I don't think they want to throw him out straight away. I reckon they want to ease into the season and slot him in. They did the same last like I know last year was a bit different, but I think they want to. Do you know what? They're dodging hype probably. Um, and to be honest, because to be honest with you, come the back end of the year, I think that Suwali and Manu are going to be a pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, centers, centers combination. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you'll see round ten. I reckon he'll be back if he's not back at the start of the season. Um, he'll be back probably a month or so in. Do you want me to? Any more to, than that, it seems dodgy. Do you want me to tell you when I think he's going to be back? Round three, round three. Yep, round three is when I, round three is when I thought he'd be back. But yes, yeah, it was very interesting read. Very interesting read that they were saying, and I I thought it might be a protection issue. You know, like waiting for him. It's a crap injury because apparently he's later on in his career he's going to have issues with that. Mate, I'll call it now, and I know it sounds silly. Is he tainted goods? No. But I think back end of his career, he might start feeling it. It's a type of injury where when you get to, you know, after he retires, he'll he'll probably have arthritis in there based as is, a, you know, afterwards as a as a side effect. So on and is so this forth. one of these but, things where 20 years ago that, that would be almost career ending? Uh, 20 years ago. Do the, th- yeah, I mean... The funny thing is, you didn't hear of him happening much, eh? Yeah. Like okay. Cinder's Moses and Liz Frank, you take your fucking time machine back to two thousand. You've never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, DeLorean, click the DeLorean to eighty eight. You don't yeah, know what's going Cindy. on. People just Cindy. people just just say, oh, you got an ankle or a foot injury. I think part of the downfall is that we've got so much insight into what the actual injuries are, yeah, okay. and so much access to it that uh, we know. I don't think it'll be round ten. I think yep. it'll be earlier. Okay, cool. That's good news for Roosters fans and, and I think but for the league because when I heard round 10, I thought, geez, there's something serious. Nah, I think that shits and giggles. Anyway. But they, they do have a history of not bringing yeah, players back too early. Do. To their credit. Yeah. To their credit, you know, it's... Uh, it is is arguably the best strong club in in the NRL. Um, it's certainly up there. Yeah. So um, you know, yeah, their they house is in order. Players back, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no. no um, um, it's not. It's not that the human body has evolved. The, the, you know, players in the, the past didn't has. have a Liz Frank or a Cindy. Um, but it was just a sprained ankle and a. Yeah. Uh, it was just a yeah, foot injury. They'd just say, oh, he's got a foot injury, has to have surgery, and he didn't think more of it. And I yeah. think the um, the access and the insight we've got now, um, yeah, it gives us more understanding of what is going on from a um, mechanical point of view. But I think for Roosters fans, I um, I think it's more of an early season return than a mid-season return. So, but that's just me. All right, so... Um, We'll move on to the Warriors, guys. I'll, I'll be interested to see what you think of the uh, the Warriors. They're a club that we often talk about. They're a bit of a polarizing club because um, we often think that we're going to see success from them, and the success seems to be delayed often. 
Uh, their gains for next year, we've got Penne from the Storm, uh, Sean Johnson from the Sharks, Ash Taylor, um, we're being told from the Titans is a train and trial situation. Um, bit of a fall from Grace from poor Ash and Jesse Arthurs. Uh, their losses, um, we know that two of us are Sheck's going to Union. Townsend's going to the Cowboys. Kane Evans also leaving. He's going over to the Super League. Um, Lisa Nalmao is retired. is uh, going to Leeds. O'Sullivan to the Panthers. Turner to the Titans. Hiku to the Cowboys. And Tanua Brown, as we said before. Um, also, uh, one of the players who was leaving... They're a hard team to pick, aren't they, Griffo? I mean, even when we think they're going to do well, they disappoint us. Um, their gains for 2023 with Metcalf and um, Nicore from the Eels probably excite me more than what's going on next year. But uh, we'll stick with 2022. What are your thoughts? I mean... I, I can't see them moving mountains and uh, changing the axis, the axis of the earth with um with the signings they've got. Uh, am I being a bit harsh? No. <laughs> In short, uh, look, I I think it's a thumbs down on you know ins and outs. Um, obviously the big in is Sean Johnson, um, returning to the club, but. Poor old Sean, over the last three years, he's played some of the best football of his career in terms of um, moving away from just that, you know, big step and whatnot to to setting up tries with his kicking game and whatnot. He's a much wiser player. Unfortunately, he's been quite hampered by injuries and that's a big... Mark, uh, they've got to keep him on the park because he can lead the team around. Um, they've got talent in the side. They lose their biggest name, um, Roger Tuivasa Shek's going to play rugby union. Um, he was by far the best player for. Um, so it's a big hole. Um, some of the other players. Good players, some of them, but not earth-shattering. Um, yeah, I just think um, I think they underperformed. To be fair, this year um, they lost a lot of games by wrapped up. It's like the infamous Dragons game that that was the precursor to. Uh, to barbecue gate that was a game that the warriors threw away and there were others as well um you just know what you're going to get with the warriors they're very inconsistent um i don't see them as a top eight side but i am uh, above a number but um nathan brown um i don't know when he's job becomes you know under scrutiny um but I, to overall they didn't have a really good year uh as it panned out in 2021 they would their their losses were much higher than their wins so they've actually got good squad on paper um 
but I don't see him as a top eight side. I don't know if you guys feel any different to that. Uh, no, no, I know. No. I agree, agree. I, I think I think the problem with the with the I think the problem with the the Warriors is a couple of years ago I thought they were on the right trajectory. I thought they were doing some some maybe a bit longer than that. I thought they were making some smart decisions. I thought they were they were doing some smart things in regards to their coaching, not not their head coach, but the the background coaching. And then COVID hit and Todd Payton, and you thought, what? Well, actually, I think it's paying dividends. Like you know, you saw this club having to move over here, and was starting to generate some momentum, and they've regressed. I just worry for the. I look at what's happening with the Warriors, and I'm just look at their signings. I look at everything. I just worry that are we going to be here next this time next year and say, is it about time the Warriors draw a line in the sand and start again, yet again? And I'm just, I, I just think that, you know, they've got this great competition in in their own country, trying to bring up youth. They're trying to entice people to rugby league. I would just love for the Warriors to say, we've got six young guys that are the cream of the New Zealand crop and we've put them in the team and we're going to, you know, I I know a lot of them would be in Australia already, but I would just love for something like that to happen. It just feels like to me that the Warriors, it's it's like they're, they're looking, it's like there's all these players in front of them and they're too tall and they're looking over them. They're looking to the horizon rather than looking in front of them. Can't see for the their forest for the trees. Yeah, they can't see the forest for the trees sometimes. And I I, I just worry. We're going to be talking about this club next year and going, should they draw a line in the sand and start again? And, you know, it's... I, I just wish they could... I just wish they could get aside and make some signings that would set the world alight. You know, like, like it's funny, um, you know, like um, they need, they just need to start, they need some signings to set the world alight. I remember, you know, and this is going way back when, and, 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 and to some, re- to some, to, you know, and some part I thought it was the, the, the start of their success for a little while. I remember when they got James Maloney, young James Maloney and you just went you just went what's going on here and then all of a sudden this guy this kid was playing and and he was the goal kicker and he was kicking goals and you're looking at their play and you're going this kid's got something like you know he's got some talent they 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 saw the matrix and got this guy and they're able to 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 nurture something and and you know they had they had people mentoring him and you just went Where's that now at the at the Warriors? They've got a whole country behind them. Where's that now for them? And and you know, if we had a dollar for every time we said that, we we may not have to turn up to work tomorrow. But yeah, it's like you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs indifferent. I I I've got to be honest. I I don't think what they. I agree with Griffo, hundred percent. I agree with Griffo, and they're a, they're a club that frustrates me because I think that I think that with the right management and with the right mentorship, they could do well. But I like what um, Matt Elliott said 
when he was coaching them and after his tenure there, he sort of said, they're a group and a culture or all of their own. And, and it's very hard to find the, the, the real balance between you buying into them and them buying into you. When you have that balance, oh, I thought Cleary had it, you've got, you've got success. When you can get that perfect balance and it's on the knife edge, you've got success. He said when it goes one way or the other, it's a house of cards and falls down. And I thought that was a really good way of putting it because he was there. You know, like I thought that was a really good way of putting it. When, when you can find that perfect balance, you can get the success. And yeah, I just don't know whether the players they've got this year or they've bought can do that. Do you want me to say something that's going to make you feel better about the, the, the Warriors? Yeah. Let's talk about the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. It's, 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 yeah, I feel yeah, like we're setting I'm, up. I'll tell you what, I feel like we're setting up. Uh, n- yeah, not to talk teams down, but I feel like we're setting up for a similar season to what we had this year where we've got, we I, can identify teams and go, look, we, they're not going <laughs> to contend. You, you could just about pick the top six and the bottom six. And it's really up to those ones in the middle to get something happening. Um, one of those. You know, we talk about, Graham, can I just, sorry to cut yeah. you off there. We talk about Parramatta and the lack of success. We talk about the Tigers and the lack of success. I really think the Warriors are in that discussion. Well, I really think they're in that discussion where we just go, you know what? They've had opportunity. They were unlucky at times. But in my opinion now, they've had every opportunity to, to build and build rugby league clubs and have failed at every corner lately. Since their last grand final appearance, and there's no coincidence that, that um, Ivan Cleary had something to do with that. That was 2011. Um, Yep, I just think since then, it's it's been abysmal, and and we're at the point where we rubbish the Tigers, we rubbish Parramatta. They've got to be in the same conversation. Well, sure. if we if we look at recent years, um, this year they came twelfth. Last year was tenth. Thirteenth the year before that, they came eighth. In 2018, uh, so they just snuck in. But prior to that, 13th, 10th, 13th, 9th, well, yeah, 11th, 14th. No, I've got to go back to 2011. Yeah. To to uh, you know, since that 2011 season, the only they they made the finals once, and that's it. We rubbish those clubs, and we think I think well. You know, and, and rightly so in, in some instance, but they're another club that surely the sort of Damocles is hanging above them. Yeah, I mean, they're in the conversation because, I mean, obviously they haven't won a premiership. Um, no, but I, I, don't, but I don't, that's not the point. The point is since 2011, they've been horrible. No, but also, too, you look at the, the history, like people are talking about Parramatta Eels and it's been since yeah. the 80s. I mean, 
effectively uh, only because they came into the competition in 1995 since 1995 they haven't won a premiership um we're we're looking at one of the 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 bigger the longer droughts in in premiership history well they haven't busted the duck no and look we've got to give the tigers something they've they've had one yeah that's what i was saying that and you know what after their premiership win they did have years of success like you know yes there was those great Tim games, and, era. and and whilst they're whilst they're now probably seen as as the Muriel, I just look at the Titans. I think <laughs> even their and and their signings are starting to show that 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 the Tigers, no, sorry, the Warriors. Warriors. Their, their signings are starting to show that they're a team. I think that's in peril. They're in trouble. Mm. Well, if we, we we look at the Tigers. Um... We, we've mentioned a lot of players that are leaving. We, we mentioned Mbai when we talked about the Dragons. Um, right at the top of the show, we talked about uh, Billy Walters. There's Joey Leilua was released. Uh, Cheekham's off to South. Packers uh, retired. Amone's released. Sini was released. Um, but he's found uh, a contract elsewhere. Uh, so I don't know if we've seen the last of him, but... Um, might be a while before he gets back into first grade. We know that Papali and Coruscant are coming in 2023. They're, they're good signings. Um, and Luciano Leilua is also going to be leaving in 2023. Um, just shows the era we're in, guys, where we've got to talk two years ahead with our signings. Um, but coming next year for them, they've got Hastings coming back to uh, the NRL from Wigan. Um, Gildar from Wigan. Peachy from the Titans. And... Uh, Junior Tupo, who I don't know a lot about, uh, he's a rugby union player. Um, it's going to take a fair bit, though, isn't it? I mean, people people laugh and say, geez, you give the Tigers some shit, but geez, they've, they've been shit. They? Yeah, well, well, the other thing is, you know, when you look at when you look at the um, whole Apposite Coruscant thing, you know, they're looking at unloading Jake um, Simkin, Jacob Little, you know, to make to sweeten that that honey pot, that's. I. If you work for this organization as a player, I I don't know if I'd have any faith in. Do you know what? Do you know what? I look at I look at I look at I've always said with the with the Tigers, it's it's all bored up is their problem, and when tales from Tiger Town come out, it really highlighted the fact for me that that that. The board really allowed certain players to have their way. And and look, you know, if I was McGuire, I just would have walked. I would have just said, now, you know, that's easier said than done. These guys are on multi-million dollar deals. But, you know, they got Sheens in there now. My question when they got Sheens in, and, and I, I think we might have said it on a Zoom where we were mid-COVID and lockdown and, and having a chat on a Friday, I said, what difference are you going to make? If the people above him still say, no, you've got to pander to this guy, you've got to pander to this guy. Oh, oh, you've got, you've got the way he, yeah, well, he's not going anywhere, so don't worry about him. And, you know, and we've got to do this, this, and this. What difference does it make? Like, they're now officially got the largest junior base of any other team in the competition. Now, they could have it two, three, four times fold bigger than anyone else. I don't believe they know how to use it. 
You know, it's like, and, and I just think with the with the with the Tigers, they've got to now from the top, from the CEO, the board, they've got to start playing the game as if it's a professional outfit, and then start feeding down. You know, I, I, I was funny. I was funny when some a, a Tigers fan I was watching the forum and these Tigers fans were posting saying, "What would Madge Maguire know?" He's not that professional. You don't fluke a premiership. You know, he built that premiership. He, he bought the players that got that premiership and he worked with Shane Richardson to do so. The difference was this. South Sydney had a phenomenal board at that point in time and CEO where everything was running like a well-oiled machine and they had an owner who said, I don't accept anything less than the best. The problem with the, the Tigers is they're accepting everything but the best. And, you know, I I hope I wish Tim Sheens good luck. I wish Madge good luck. But gee whiz, you know, they I don't know. You know what they buy and what they sell is irrelevant to that club. They're, they're, they're just a shambles from the, from the top down. And unless that gets fixed, you know, they could... They could buy it. They could have the. They could do a. They could do a player for player swap with the Roosters, and I'm telling you now, the culture of that club would not allow for a premiership. But they got a new logo. It's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it is rubbish. It, and at, that and that's another. It just goes to show, you know, when you put a new logo out, this is this and is your a random first amazing. critics and your first critics of the fans. Like, you know, when South Sydney just had the rabbit, you know, like whether I loved it or hated it, they're the club. The dolphin. I don't, you know, I don't care. They're, they're, the you know, they're, they're the club. The panther. I, I don't care. They're the club. You know, like, like if my club makes a decision, as long as it's in the long-term benefit of its members, of its players, of the people who came before it, uh, you know, the, the ghosts of the people who followed this club, if it's in their best interest, it doesn't matter. When you're a bloody own mob of rubbishing it, you're in trouble. And I just think, you know, whether I give them thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways, thumbs wherever they're not needed, it's <laughs> like a duck. It doesn't yeah, matter. It really doesn't matter. Well, I, they're, I, they're that's why trouble. I thought it was going next. It's just, it's just, I, I just. <laughs> Talking about this mob, they could buy the storm unless they buy the culture, the the board, the members. It's nothing. It's the same garbage. And that's the problem for the fans. And until the fans and the members stand up and say, you know what? You need to go. You need to go. You need to go. And we need to get someone in here that fits a culture that's going to show success and business modeling, they're in trouble. Like it's just, you can buy whoever you want. You know, you can click the DeLorean back to 80, you can click the DeLorean to 88 miles per hour and buy, and buy all the immortals. You're not going to win. The difference is, you know, we talk about the five clubs that have their house in order. If every Tigers player played for that club, they would not win a premiership, but they'd elevate themselves to a status above what they're playing at at the moment. That's the difference. 
And that's the problem with that club. Rant over. <laughs> I just, I just, well, you know. Now, Griffo, I, Shane, you know, tell like, back. I want you to tell us what you really you think. Buy or not, it's just rubbish. <laughs> They're just fucked. We, lucky all the Tigers fans have already I've, turned off no, years just, ago. No, I feel for them. You know why I'm upset? I really feel for I, these guys. I put another dollar in the jukebox then, didn't I? Because you, because you know what? I remember following a club that was like the, the Tigers many years ago. And it was rubbish. And, and and every year you got made promises that just that just never got fulfilled. And you know, and the you know, South were like that, the Panthers were like that for a while. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, where it was just like, what are you doing? Been and, and you quickly realize it's got nothing to do with coaching players, staff level. It's the it's the mob above them who have these backhanded handshakes and high five deals that you just go stop <laughs> you know anyway anyway griffo what do you reckon myself. yeah um look i've i've been an ardent critic of the west tigers um i've i've had a few rants um on carpool rugby league and i think most of them have, have surrounded this particular club. Um, but I've got to say, um, and it, it doesn't really affect uh, 2022 so much because I think they're going to have another mediocre year. But I think they're moving in the right direction um, with the signings of... of uh, Firstly, Isaiah Papaliti. Now, I know that he was on low money at the Eels and um, uh, the Tigers, I think they're paying something like 600000 a year. Um, he paid Just losing you there, Griff. I think you just repeat that, mate. We just oh, sorry. Uh, um, it's so frustrating. Yeah, and no, I'm just talking about Pupaliti. Mm. Um, uh, fortunately, we have some issues there with Griffo's internet. No, but yeah, but Pupaliti, he's right. He's right. In two years' time, that's a that's a signing that could generate some interest. Mm. Yeah, it's just a, a shame, like. You know, I, I look at the analogy. Sorry, am I, am I back yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, got yeah. you now, mate. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, sorry, mate. I, I'm so sorry. You're all right, mate. You're all right. No, I may have lost him again. He's got the West Tigers on the internet. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Oh, well. Am I back yet? Yeah, yeah. You're on now, <laughs> okay. Well, take four on Papa Lee. <laughs> By the time you hear this, he'll probably be playing for the West Tigers <laughs> in 2023. But my, my, my premise is that I think he's a good signing. It's a positive thing that they've actually signed a big, biggish name player, whereas big name players have shunned them like Latrell Mitchell, like Josh Adokar. So, no, I don't want to go here. 
Um, so that's more than just the signing of, of, a, of a rugby league player. It's, to, it's a vote of confidence for the club. And then after the, the signing of Papali'i, they've, they've signed Api, Corey Sal. Um, if he's an unvaccinated you know, player and that's a factor, then it's a dud signing. But hopefully that's all been smoothed over by the time 2023 comes around. They are keen to get him there next year. Um, offered player swap deals with the Panthers, including Sean Bloor. I would have been happy for Bloor to come back, particularly if Appy's not going to be able to play all the games. Um, and, and one of their, you know, whether, whether it's Simpkin or, or Little, I'm not that keen on those guys. But, um, yeah, I think they're moving in the right direction. And um, I've been critical, as critical as Shane was, maybe even more so, but, I think a lean year 2022, but I think a much better year in 23 um, with those signings. I know they're losing Lay Lua. They lost the BJ. BJ's come out and said he's, you know, everyone hates him and he's got a lot to say, BJ. Um, but if, if he had a, you know, instead of talking, just let his actions on the field do, do the job, then he'd be still at the West Tigers. But his brother's leaving. Going to the Cowboys again. The Cowboys want him for next year. Um, wanted a player swap. They've got some really good young players. The, the balloons up there. I think the balloon would have been a good swap for 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 uh, Luciano or the other young guy they've got, fellow by the name of uh, Nanai. I think either or either of those guys, are, and I, I'd be looking to to make that swap. Um, uh, but anyway, Tigers fans. Bleak for 22, but much better for 23, uh, in my opinion. Um, be interesting to see how Jackson Hastings goes back in the NRL. Um, Gildart is another Englishman coming over here. Uh, I think he's a centre, so always interested to see how the English players uh, aim up in, in the NRL. And, and to be fair, most of them are successful. Um so for Tigers fans, I certainly hope that uh, Oliver Gildart gets the job done. Not much more to, uh, to report as far as signings for next year go, but uh, for mine, Tigers, I, I don't know if they'll win the spoon, but I've got the Cowboys winning the spoon, but I think no, the Tigers, think... Tigers are a chance. Yeah. 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 Um, so Shane, thumbs down. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, and um, look, just to finish it, look, that's all the, the all the teams that are taking part in next year's um, competition. But um, look, just to keep people up to date with what's happening for the Dolphins, obviously they're joining the competition in twenty twenty three. Uh, the signings they've got so far: Kafusi from the Storm and. Ray Stone from the Eels. So that's a watch this space, and we'll definitely keep you up to date with what's going on with the Dolphins. Um, well, over the next year, this time next year, we'll be talking about them joining the competition. But uh, as of now, we're, we're really focused on uh, 2022 and whether the Panthers can go back to back and all of the off-season signings. And um, 
Really, fellas, um, as we record this, it's uh, 10 days until Christmas, so we're definitely uh, hitting the holiday season. Top and, of the uh, season to everyone. Yeah, it'd be probably yeah. uh, remiss of us not to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and wish everyone all of the best for the cricket season ahead. Merry Christmas, Yes, uh, Ashes in Adelaide starts tomorrow. Get them that is so. correct. And if, you're a school teacher, if you're a school teacher like us, uh, you're looking forward to your holidays. Let's just hope that the 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 Poms Brits... put up a fight. I was go- I wasn't going to use the word pom, but okay. Is that I was just going to say? Is let's it? just hope the Brits, um, you know, is that no longer politically correct? Do something. No, I think that's still seen as being okay. Okay. I don't know. I just we'll make sure we're in the public eye now, fellas. We're making a big. Um... And, uh, yeah, look, we, we look forward to putting together some more episodes. Uh, keep an eye out in the off-season because we're definitely going to do a few more specials. and uh, Retrospectives coming up. Retrospectives, but um, for special now... Special editions. Yeah, we've got to love a retrospective, a special edition, but... Special edition. It's goodbye from us. Merry Christmas, everyone, and... Um, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from him. And goodbye from me, and uh, Merry Christmas, listeners. Yes. Yes. See you guys. Uh, Get your merry on.